Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Mam. I'm your host, the Outlaw LA Red, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. You can find the MMM Show on all sorts of social media at MMM Show 75. And look, look who I found. It's Byron Fever. Hi, at Byron Fever. Um, I'm in Justin's hotel room. No further questions. Uh, it's great to be here, and I'm excited. Did you have to tell me it was my hotel room? It could have been anywhere. I'm in his hotel room. I want my key back. Make of that what you will. It's amazing what you could get away with if you Look, um, your, your money's on the nightstand. I want my key back. Here's a hot tip for people who work, who uh, like to go in hotel rooms and fuck with people. If you go to the front desk and you just know the name of someone, you can get their room key. It's bullshit. No, you just act convincingly. I thought he was the guy bringing the Thai food and this fucker shows up. And then when they're sleeping, you can open the door and walk in and pour a bucket of water on them. I've done that many times. I can confirm this is correct. Oh, shit. It's the white rabbit. He came out of his hole. Oh, hello. (laughs) I don't even know what to call you anymore. You haven't been Kevin Cross for a long time. You. Yeah, I, I realized this, and I, I, I miss Kevin. He was a really nice guy. Wow. I saw, I saw a picture where I thought Kevin might be back today. Where I saw um, a picture of a guy that looked a lot like Kevin Cross hugging a small child at a wrestling signing, but I doubt it, that you know anything about that. It was a NASA composite image. It wasn't real. <laughs> um, it's called CG, which is abbreviated for computer generated. Oh. Yes, it's like that same thing. That same thing they did with the moon landing, right? Exactly, exactly. I am going to ask you about conspiracy theories shortly, but I'm not going to get there yet because I want to keep people watching for a little while. Wait, (laughs) (laughs) did it land on the moon? Oh, I don't know if we did or not. We'll have to ask Kevin what he thinks. Mr. Cross, Killer Cross. Wait, so okay, all right. So for 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 anybody who's been under a rock the last year. And doesn't know who this guy is. Oh, hey, Meefloaf, by the way. What's going on over there across the pond? Hey, me. Hey, well. All right, that's enough out of you. Let's get back to uh, Mr. Would Cross. you let the guy talk? He's got a delay. You have to let him, like, say a few things and get the show started so people realize that we have international appeal. He made a noise. That's good enough. Fuck Byron. <laughs> All right, enough out of you, me. Let's get back to the real show here. All right, so um, this guy... Uh, Formerly Kevin Cross, except Kevin is buried in the desert somewhere now. Uh, now, now to only be referred to as Killer Cross. Mm-hmm. We saw him first uh, pop up big time in AAA with this Mad Faction, which is still going, by the way, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he had been there before, and this thing with his briefcase may or may not have happened, but now he's back, and then he's in there, and it's everybody's mad. Yeah. And the faction keeps changing, but it's really like you're the the linchpin cornerstone of that faction at this point almost, aren't you? Yes, I am. I am one of the founding Mm -hmm. members. Technically, there's only two. It was Conan and I. But we can say Hoobie is the third because Hoobie is Hoobie. So. <laughs> well, but, um, and Hoobie's going to pretty much say whatever the fuck he wants anyway, right? He was yeah. just in like $78 over t-shirts. We'll get into that. I got to talk to you about that because since the last time you've been on the show, me and Hoobie have beef. Uh-oh. We have legit heat now. Oh, boy. I like that the one consistent factor in AAA and, uh, and the whole mad thing is that, is that you drop luchadors on their heads. Every time. Every time. Yes. All, all the time. Some of my favorite ones, too. Yeah. It's kind of unfortunate. 
Well, for them. Well, but you know, Mr. Cross has spent the whole week dropping some of my favorite people on their heads. Yeah. Yes. And I, I mean, I'd like to have heat with you about that, but I don't know if that'd be in my best interest. So let's just say that I don't. It's not. And we will. We will say that you don't. <laughs> I'm going to go with that answer. Um, go Dodgers, who are in the World Series, by the way. There's my official L.A. red hat for the mm -hmm. day. Go Dodgers. 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 Go Dodgers. Can I say Dodgers? I don't know if you can say Dodgers. I'm not going to say Dodgers. <laughs> can he say? Can he get away with that? Uh, no. I mean, Meef, go ahead. Yeah, Meef. No, I said no. No, just no. Byron can't get away with anything. Well, the Meef was spoken. Mm. Yeah. It's weird we're having Meef talk about baseball. All he knows is cricket. Right. No, That's rounders is better. Really? Is it really? Oh, in there. <laughs> Say, what happened to your uh, your phantasma man behind you there? With Kevin on, I thought, oh, killer on. I thought I'd decapitate him. Excellent. Probably a wise choice. Well, since he's been unmasked now, you kind of don't really, you, you don't have a, a face to put up there, do you? You'll have to kind of, you know. Draw it on. Well, Meef just get needs. My, get my crayons out. Meef just needs like the lower part of the mannequin. The lower, as creepy as you are, Meef, I'm, I'm surprised that you haven't like tried to make a autograph signing appointment with him and like skin his face and then like put it onto the mannequin and do like a Buffalo Bill thing. Yes, put the lotion in the basket, Meef. He's, he's Mexican John Snow. I can't do anything. He'll kill me. <laughs> okay, that's that's actually kind of epic. Um, wait, so we're we were talking about AAA. Yes. So uh, before I get into all the other millions of accolades that that Cross has, we got to talk AAA. What, what's going on down there now? Um, how do people up here keep abreast of what you're doing down there? And are you planning to run through every luchador in AAA in the near future? Well, funny you should ask. So uh, I have no idea what's going on with AAA. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just be honest. Uh, we're basically, we've done a complete full circle. Um, where I was last year at AAA, I have, I have returned. Um, there have been massive improvements uh, from last year during this time. I will say that. Uh, however, uh, the exact same things that I that happened to me last year happened again. I was theoretically pulled from Triple Mania. Um, <laughs> I, I can't even get mad about it anymore. And then uh, now I basically just like I don't know. I, I haven't been on TV for like nine or twelve weeks. I'm still uh, a present character presentation wise still undefeated. And um, yeah, I just, I show up and I dive bomb people and it goes absolutely nowhere. And then I disappear and I come back. And um, so that's, that's what that is. <laughs> Being completely honest. There's no need to undermine anyone's intelligence. So that's, that's that. Uh, I do plan on going back by the end of the year because I love Conan and that's the only reason why. And um, I have no problem saying that out loud. So, um, but on a, on a positive front, uh, I, I love working in Mexico. The crowd there is, is unreal. There's a, literally a buzz in the air. It's just, I've worked almost everywhere in the world now, and that is a very unique audience to be in front of, and it's um, such a rush. 
Yeah, I have to say the uh, the coherency of storytelling and the, the the flow doesn't necessarily always connect, especially when you try to do anything over four months long. It seems like yeah. that's that's the the magic number where things just magically dissolve, and you know, and a lot of names and faces have changed. A lot of guys seem to be coming in and out of there these days, so it's kind of hard to keep storylines going. But there's always hope. And I mean, it, look, even even other promotions, Impact itself has guys come and go. But mm -hmm. I think yeah. I think they're wiser in trying to plan things in those smaller bursts through their taping cycles and really do cohesive storytelling and get to their blow off matches in a timely fashion, so that if somebody does exit or or turn around in some other way, that they can keep things moving along. Sure. Yeah. Um, I've been. Uh, what's that, Meef? You're glitchy. AAA only does does the so cohesion is leading into that. I have no clue what else else said. It's the most oh, he's yeah. ever made sense. Meef Meef sounds like Peter Weller from RoboCop Two after they saw him up in the in the factory. He's like, ah ah ah. They're throwing him out of the limo. <laughs> Meef, Meef, have you put um, um, you know, a six-pence piece or whatever you guys have over there in the telly to make it activate? <laughs> I don't know. What's happening? Yeah. You sound glitchy, Meef. That's what's happening. Meef, write awesome. what you wanted to say down on a piece of paper and hold it in front of the camera. We, no, I, actually, I go really ahead. want to talk to Meef, too. What the hell's going on, Meef? What's up? Now you sound great. Okay, now quickly ask your question. Say what you're going to say quickly before it goes to shit. Okay, I said about Triple A was that they only care about Triple Mania, so there's only four months of cohesion leading into Triple Mania. Yay! You got it all out. Still don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, you're saying that they only care <laughs> no, about their, I get it. Big, their biggest show. They can only have the attention span to like write for one show a year, and that's the good show. What did you say? Bigots only have a short attention span? Hmm? So <laughs> leading into Triple Mania, basically going up to it, there's only like four months of solid cohesive storytelling is what you're saying, Meeflip. Have yes. I translated that from English to English accurately? That's what I said. <laughs> yes. What do you think about that, Cross? <laughs> that sounds like it's uh, just about right. Wait, so I, they... I, I still believe this, and I, I, don't, I, I don't give a fuck who hears me say it because uh, the writing's on the wall. Um, I was brought in... And I don't think that uh, the powers that be uh, were anticipating me to get over in the, in the manner that I did. And I think that there's a lot of politicking that goes on there with some of the, um, I don't know, like homegrown talent. They, you know, they're just trying to fight for their spot. They don't want to get washed out. And I think that that winds up dictating a lot of different uh, narratives on their television program and I just don't do that yeah. and anyone who knows me well will tell you like I'm not there to shove myself down anyone's throat I'm there to do what needs to be done and to contribute to the programming in the best way that I possibly can I don't ever pull writers or people into the office and and whatever whatever the fuck goes on like I just don't do that I just come to work and I'm professional and I go home and I, I get I give 110 percent to the people that are paying the ticket and hopefully in post-production it comes off correctly and that's really me that's that's just all that's all it is so you know I, I just go down there and i enjoy the experience and i i'm not wearing my heart on my sleeve like i did last year with it i'm just not inheriting any of that negative energy because 
people directly in my life need my energy. I need my energy. And the people that are investing in me currently right now with the other three companies really need my energy. So that's really where my main focus is going. All right. So let's let's talk about some of those other companies. We've we've discussed AAA a little bit. Can we talk about impact? Well, let's talk about impact because it's really funny. The last time you were on this show was actually the week before your actual debut. There were people mm-hmm. getting laid out left and right. We were talking about it a lot on this show. With the cards. You can buy the, the cards? With the That's coming. I'm working on that. That's you should be like a shirts. whole tarot deck. I wore yes. your shirt Tuesday. I hope they got shots of it. Oh yeah, this this fucker went to Impact. You can't even tell us about what you saw yet, can you? It, it was awesome. Iron. I could say it was awesome. I could say I was very impressed by the main event. Okay, let me ask fun. you this: When you were there, did you see Cross in the first half hour, the second half hour, the third half hour, or the last half hour? I at, at the last. Okay, that's as much as we'll we'll can say. I, about can it. I say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could they could edit it out of order. <laughs> they could, they won't, but they could. Let's hope they don't, because that would be really fucked up if they did that to you. <laughs> That's how they're going to keep the their dirt sheets from spoiling the show. They'll just, just shoot it all out of order. The match order, not right. like episode order. So, anyway, you 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 debuted an impact, and um. It's hilarious because literally uh, you've been on the show a bunch of times, but literally in the amount of time since you have last appeared on this show, everything has come together. Like the, the AAA stuff actually took off even more, even though it went downhill a little bit since then, but it took off a little bit. Then the impact thing happened. Um, I I don't even know if I can discuss the Lucha underground thing yet. Cause I'm, I'm still almost hurt deep inside that you debuted on impact before Lucha underground somehow. Yep. Even though you taped with Lucha Underground first, um, can't believe that somehow somebody didn't make that differently. Yeah, two and a half years, man. Uh, Well, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But so Impact. Let's talk about Impact has been phenomenal. It has, and and honestly, like Cross's stuff on Impact has been phenomenal. Yeah, but a whole lot of the show, I think. Um, got good right around then, and I think yeah. there's a few reasons. I think uh, I think Conan having some juice backstage mm-hmm. again helped. Again, the the magic touch of Conan. Yeah, and we'll see how long that lasts or runs because he is spreading himself very thin over a lot of promotions right now. So I don't know. I, I hope that he can give 110 percent to all of those promotions, but realistically speaking, it's a lot. Now with the impact taping schedule, though. I feel like the LAX angles have been pretty consistent. I feel like the stuff that Cross has gotten has been consistent. Yeah. I've actually loved what they've done with Katarina and her whole thing with Grado, and now she's breaking out solo a little bit. I've liked a lot of that story angle. I've liked a lot of the Eddie Edwards stuff. Eddie, uh, Tommy made Eddie a Tommy, star. Tommy helped a little. Tommy seems to help. Oh, my God. Eddie was awesome. I hope he's okay without spoiling anything. Yeah, well, uh, I doubt it. <laughs> he's not sounds like someone killed um, no but I mean Eddie kind of um, I'm just thinking about stuff I can't talk about because <laughs> it hasn't aired yet but Byron's so conflicted someone almost got murdered two weeks all that yeah. shit airs in two weeks um, I, I sent you I sent that video to Justin too um, so we're all implicated in case uh, so we're great charges. great like I want to be implicated um, that's fun. no so 
with the debut, yeah, I'm I'm really curious, like. How did the plan for that style of debut happen? I mean, that was that was pretty big considering, you know, you're coming in, you're not coming from the WWE or someplace else. You're you're a guy who had just taped at Lucha Underground, who had gone to performance center for a week or two, did some triple A stuff, been killing it on the indies, but at the same time, for coming into any promotion, they invested like three or four weeks of storyline into you and gave you the big reveal and I was honestly shocked. I was like, holy shit, good going fucking cross. That's amazing yeah. shit. So I'm curious to know, how did that reveal of your character come about? Well, I'm going to say that the mastermind behind a lot of this has been Don Callis. And it's, um, you know, I, I, I would say probably 60% him, 40% me. And the 40% that gets to be me is sort of my my intellectual and creative control over the general presentation of the character and he plugs that character into these narratives and um it's awesome because it's like you know one of the biggest challenges that i find is for writers that aren't watching too much wrestling other than their own product it's difficult for them to grasp what killer cross is and what it's about and they wind up getting a very exaggerated um comprehension of the character to the point where it's like well how do we put that on television that seems insane and it is insane but Don totally understood it. I didn't really have to explain anything to him. He did his own homework on it, and um, he was familiar with the character and knew exactly what, you know, what needed to be done and how it needed to be executed. And you know, uh, they they let me swing on the plate, and I met their expectations. And then they just put me into the main narrative of the program with Austin and Moose. So I mean, it's it's been awesome. It's been really really great. And uh, being able to work with experienced people in the company and to be showcased in the main narrative of the program, literally just coming in off of a debut. I mean, what more could you possibly ask for? Yeah. Well, I mean, we it's funny because we were debating, you know, I think a couple weeks into it and you, you had put follow by on his head or whatever. Yeah. Well, you, you, you uh, suplexed the smallest guy on the roster. I think you suplexed the biggest guy on the roster. Right. Just to prove that it was just... <laughs> Non-denominational, it was for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You're just trying to choke. Doomsday Cytos for everybody in the world. Well, it was what I thought was really cool was that they they presented you, it was sort of a slow burn that we loved, um, but they presented you on many different fronts. They gave you that you're like the big uh, you know, the creepy stalker who's taking everyone out and you never know when he's gonna attack. They gave you uh the promo time, we you know, they gave you the ball and you ran with it, and then then they let you show what you could do in the ring. And basically the audience, that's your chance to show what you have to offer total character. Yeah. And then everyone gets every aspect of you. Which is awesome. And so we were debating at that point in time, well, fuck, what do they do with Cross? Like who is the marquee matchup for Cross? And this was before you got into the program with, yeah. with Austin and Moose. And we were saying, I think eventually it's Moose. Yeah. Which is funny that you're you guys are friends friendly right now. now. If yep. it stays that way for a long time, we'll see. He's Moose been acting <laughs> He's acting a little weird though, Moose. I don't want to speculate. He's a big guy. You know, he's just uh he's just getting into himself. Is he's he wearing savant? Okay, he's a fashion savant. <laughs> Has he been hanging out with disco lately, trying to get all this avant-garde? I think Disco's coming to him for advice now. I feel like, you know, he's he's shopping at the Jean-Paul Gaultier, Patrick Bateman. You know? 
Uh, that, that's hilarious. He sends me that stuff every single week, and I'm dying laughing. He's like, what do you think? And I was like, you need to wear that. You just have <laughs> to do it. Yeah, and it, it becomes a thing now where people are tuning in to see what he's wearing next week, and he knows. He knows it's just become like this ridiculous, like, self-fulfilling thing that I don't think it was supposed to get to this point, and now it's just like he never well, wants the, to stop. The tailored Shaolin thing this week, I, that had me in fucking tears. <laughs> when he puts over his monk suit? suit yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> he put it over, I was trying so hard not to laugh. I almost felt like you jumped in there to, to get with the promo going just so you wouldn't break completely and have to do the whole thing again. Yeah, yeah. It was so funny. She's like asking him a question and like he immediately starts talking about what he's dressed in and then talks about Tommy. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, but it was very funny and people are enjoying it, which is good. You know, it's 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 ridiculous in an entertaining way. And it's really funny. Like it, we're we're yin and yang. Um I make jokes with them like we're the new APA. Yeah. So it's it's been so much fun. Uh and uh he's probably one of the funniest and toughest people I've actually ever met in the business thus far. Well, what's it like in Impact, too? Because you guys are obviously working together a lot, but you're not really going up and down the road together like you would in, in the old days in the territories or in the WWE. So, like, how do you how do you get that chemistry with guys when you're just showing up three or four days a month to do, you know, tapings? I just let my vibes speak for themselves. I, I have no playbook on it. Um, you know, like, we generally all eat together. My dog's coming into the shot. He wants to play wants to be a superstar um i i kind of just let my vibe speak for himself like i just we, we have breakfast together we have lunch together we we generally have dinner together and um you know and we're, we're all we're all together um you know throughout the day and we're working together so in those capacities we get to know each other and i feel like just in general and i've always felt like this i feel like a person's energy inter you know as soon as they walk into a room their energy introduces them before a word even comes out of their mouth so like if you're a good person with good character i don't think you're going to have any sort of uh you know challenging issues getting to know people because everyone there is very intuitive i feel like and i think that's just part of being a part of the business so all right so we were th and so we were thinking early on like shit like Maybe he gets moose, but maybe they're both building at the same time. And at the time, he was kind of on a, a little bit of a face run, and you were coming yeah. in, and you we didn't really know where, whether you were going face or heel, but you were getting a lot of a lot of good reaction heat. So now that you guys are paired up, who do you see being somebody in Impact where you could have that that big rivalry for a couple of pay per view cycles and really kind of have a big thing with? Like, who do you want, Johnny Impact? You want the man, huh? He's got the belt. Uh, mm. I mean, I would have said Pentagon. I've been saying Pentagon for three years, and no one's let me near him. But I mean, I mean, <laughs> the Pentagon now is one hundred percent going to happen in Impact before Lucha Underground. There's no doubt about it. But I think the immediate target right now has got to be John. And you and John used to be friends, though. You guys, you guys hung around. Was that just because you were two Americans south of the border? I mean, is no, there some animosity no. there now? No, not at all. I think uh, I think I think um, the best thing that could have happened to the company is John getting the belt. But um, in order for things to move into a legitimate realm of change, we're going to need a hard reset, and perhaps we need a sacrifice. <laughs> Got to be Johnny. Um, <laughs> you you might you might in fact need a sacrifice. Are are you going to? shoot on him the way that your buddy Austin did. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, that, what did you guys think of that? Oh, uh, wow. 
I thought that was, uh, in all honesty, I thought that was uh, John's best match I've ever seen. I told him that too, actually, at the curtain. The match was great. Yeah. yeah. He landed the moonsault. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he landed everything. I mean, John in a, in his parkour and high flying styles is kind of like it looks cool, but sometimes it takes a bit to set up or it looks, you know, like a performance as opposed to a fight, like a lot of high flying, you know, sure. matches tend to be. This was a pure fight. It was just yeah. there was an urgency to everything. And um and it was great. And they were able to to mix in like, oh, it looks like he, you know, um he took a liberty and hit someone and then, you know, someone pops up and slaps the other guy in the head really hard and you mix up that stuff with actual moves and it just it looked, it looked Okay, great. but I want to talk about the part where he was shooting on him. <laughs> I wanna talk I about the ask. shit that he I wanna talk about the shit that he said about Taya. Cause I oh. cringed a little bit. Oh, you know what, Aries? Yeah. Here's, here's what I have to say about that. I think Aries, he's one. Uh, oh, there, there's the phrase um, with how with how he phrased everything um, because he walked a fine line. He's like, I'm not gonna say, and then he said some shit. <laughs> and so, technically, Aries wasn't. He knows like, that's the man's he, wife, though, right? I know, but like, it's like technically Aries wasn't wrong, but he that doesn't mean he's not an asshole. You know, like, I'm not going to say this stuff, but he's being an asshole. You remember still. that one time I looked at Taya sideways and I was cheering for the snakes? Yeah. No, I want to. Do you remember what happened to me? No, I'm saying Aries wasn't directly saying these things. Right. But he's saying, I'm not going to say these right. things, which is kind of, which that's is. That's like saying, thing. I have a black friend who said these things. <laughs> that's what I said. I tell, people, I tell people. I know that's what Byron says about me all the time. Gets me in worlds of shit. I have a black friend, so I can have hard opinions about stuff. Exactly. Exactly. I was gonna ask. Um, <laughs> no, don't do that. Oh, sorry. I was gonna ask Mister Killer. Um, what goes through your head when that happens when you're ringside? I was fucking furious. If we're gonna be honest, I was furious. I had a general idea of what the match was going to look like based on the buildup and just the chatter between the both of them. You know, the both of them are, I consider, good friends of mine. And um, I had a general idea. And then when I saw what it looked like, I got very angry. And, um, you know, it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to put it into, into words. So, like, I wish that things happened differently. However, people really enjoyed the match. We're still talking about it. The both of them are fine. And, um, you know, I, again, that I told John, I said, that was my favorite match I've ever seen you work live. And I, and I told Austin the same thing. Um, but again, it's like I just, under the context of that, I, I just, I personally wish that it was done differently. But it's been, it's done now. The both of them are fine, as I said. And, and there's, a, there's a buzz about it. But I, while I was out there, I was, I was fucking pissed. And I, and I felt, Taya trying to make eye contact with me on the other side of the ring to give me the look like what the fuck is going on. And I even told her, she was like, I was trying to look at you. And I was like, I don't want to look at you because if I saw you mad, then I would have got really mad. <laughs> yeah. Like, she, was like, she was like, I was fucking pissed. I go, I know you're pissed. I can feel the fucking heat radiating from like 16 feet away. I know. You know, we're, we're both fucking livid, but you know, it's, in retrospect, everything is fine, but in the moment, everything was not fine, and I was, yeah. 
you know, well, it's a little bit of a circus world. And it's yeah. like when you're on the tightrope and that, you know, somebody downstairs decides to pull the net one night. It's like it gets more exciting and everyone performs at their best. But if somebody doesn't and slips, it's bad news. Well, right? also, I think that the ending, the post-match shenanigans that happen, I think. Shenanigans. Is it with an M? I don't know. I think that when Aries um, popped up, middle finger walked out, I, I felt. I really did not like that in any aspect of yeah. the show. I felt like that. Oh, like, you're just a soft. You just love sportsmanship. No, 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 no. I didn't. I, I felt like that just, first of all, screamed uh, Vince Russo booking. He's not following the script. Goldberg gets up after a powerbomb. Like, we're putting on, or you're putting on a show. Let's not talk about putting on a show. Just do the show, you know? And then also I felt within the context of the show is very disrespectful to you and Moose because you – are his partners and he's oh yeah and he just he fucks right off and like you guys look like idiots walking around like what well, are we they, doing they now? don't call it going into business with your buddies yeah they call it going into business for yourself it was just it was like really <clears throat> shitty like sh like it's a thing I, yeah yeah i mean listen i'll tell i fuck it whoever hears this i mean it's uh i i am mildly irritated um that you know, that happened, especially in that regard, too, because it's like we've been putting time into building in a particular direction. And now that direction abruptly changes based on one person's actions that were totally unnecessary. And again, like I'm not losing any sleep over it. I'm not harboring any any sort of like negative shit about it. But and you clearly know, you shouldn't judging by your direction with the whole situation afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm going to make the best of whatever they give me, but it's just, it's an annoyance to me in a, in a retrospective point of view being like, we're getting fans to invest and we're putting our bodies out there and the time to travel away from family, all the compromises that you make to pursue your passions. And this is the narrative that, that is being given to us to, to go in that general direction. And then that just goes up in smoke in 30 fucking seconds. And it's like, well, fuck, <laughs> you know, like, and, and again, like I show up ready to work the next day. I don't even bring it up. Like I said, I'll make the best of it. It's cool. I'm, I'm really happy to be there. And I, this is the time of my life right now. This is what I've wanted. I've been talking to you guys about this for years, turning that corner for, for television. So it's fine, but at the same time, it's not fine. And uh, I think a lot of people in general were negatively affected by it. And nobody even thinks about this, but, you know, what if sponsors, potential sponsors and endorsers got pissed off with that? And felt the need to pull out because they didn't want their money reflecting or projecting what happened in that programming. Or like the guy's comments on Twitter could have got us fucking could have got us pulled off the channel because you know, in the age of identity politics where everyone wants to be recreationally outraged, you're using trigger words. And you know, like that that type of shit can happen. That's that's a real thing that could happen. Could you imagine working so fucking hard to be on television and some guy thinks it's a good idea to get derogatory on social media and then the whole fucking the whole company gets pulled off tv like could you imagine how psycho livid you'd be i mean and, and it can happen too and, and look yeah. this is the same scenario that the ufc was dealing with with the connor and khabib thing and everyone said mm -hmm. oh it's just adding hype for the next fight and yes for real mma fans for hardcore fans it builds hype mm -hmm. but they did actually lose some sponsors there are some people who don't want to sponsor certain things it's hurting other fighters and other promotions even like matt mitrion was talking about how like his sponsors are even kind of looking sideways at him he's in a completely different promotion uh -huh. and because khabib goes apeshit and flies out of the cage on the biggest night ever of mma 
it makes everyone look bad. And, and it's right. the same thing in this scenario. It's like, you know, one of your top guys, you know, goes a little outside the box and starts going into business for himself in whatever manner. It doesn't reflect good on everybody. And, and, it, and it's unfortunate because that's what, you know, 2% of, of any combat sport where you have that, it's yeah. not by and large sure. the majority of professional wrestlers or MMA guys or yeah. boxers, you know, and, and having those wild card guys, let's be honest, having those guys that are a little outside of the box is exciting. Mm-hmm. It is sure. exciting. Sure. But it only works when, you know, the real fans and the real people involved understand that those guys are in some fashion being controlled. Yep. You know, you can have a new Jack <clears throat> as long as everybody in the locker room knows that he's fucking new Jack and yeah. is, uh, is watching the whole That's time. Like, like, let's not ask anybody to, to let new Jack blade them tonight. Like everybody <laughs> knows that this is not something you do. Everyone's like, no, no. You're going to go hard way or you're doing it yourself and new Jack, you're going to stay over there and then you can come back and fist him up a little bit and, and, you know, make him get some color. Yeah. But everybody knows. Right. And you know, and that's, that's what you want. You want a certain amount of control. You don't want, you want the crazy guys, but you want them contained. Right. Cause it's exciting. So one of the things that I saw was obviously, we all know the story of TNA and impact and, global force that whole thing i don't know it but i'm reading wikipedia right now to figure it out go ahead me okay (laughs) basically you know the whole people i I think doing the whole all typical tna typical impact you know that stigma came back from that incident and that's just you know yeah say it me it's it's something that they're trying to yeah, well, they're trying to shed. They're trying to shed that, aren't they? And they've they've done so much great work in the last six months, or like a year I'm just wondering what the chat room has to say about it. Uh, the chat room, um, zero cool, um, didn't like that. They also didn't like um, the undead realm. It was weird. Get get an axe in the neck. And the rosemary just, thing. Yeah, that was poorly done. You didn't like it. I mean, if that's the story you're doing, fine. But like, put a little bit more effort. Into it's October, effects. though. Yeah, I like. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe see. And this is why I wish Casey was you here because I like it. a little kitschy horror in my wrestling every now and then. That's me. Yeah, but do a better effect on the neck. You know what I mean? I'm the guy that died in a movie with a really bad smoke gag. So I'm no. I have no place to talk about people's gags yeah. and how well the blood works. No, I, I I had a sliced neck in my horror movie. What you do is you tape all the stuff where the neck isn't cut by an axe and then you do the wound stuff live afterwards. So that way you can have a prosthetic that has a gaping neck wound that oozes out blood and, or stuff. And then it looks better than just like tomato sauce on the neck. <laughs> they should have done. They okay. So you're saying the, anyway. the chat room didn't like the what tomato sauce neck. Um, let's see. Zeus uh, King wants Explosion. to know if you're going, uh, if you're going to WrestleCade. Uh, WrestleCade has not contacted me. Every single year, fans ask WrestleCade to contact me, and they don't. No, I have no idea why. Uh, very unusual. I think it's because somebody there wants to be dive bombed on their head. I think so. That would be my guess. After a certain amount of time, you would just expect that that would be yeah. why. Uh, <laughs> Rebecca Locke says, "LOL, Papa Quato." I think so. Like, to- oh, your Papa Quato yeah. impression. Casey's oh. here. We need a Papa Quato on the show. Yes, I agree. <laughs> 
Um, All right, else? so forget those guys. We'll get back to them in a minute. If you guys have some questions for the killer, throw them in there, and we'll try to get to them. Um, yeah. So anyway, I love the direction with Impact. I want to see who you're feuding with, and I love the fact that uh, Don or yourself or whoever, you know, I feel like your YouTube history and the story that you've already been telling yourself for two or three years is actually in this incarnation of the character, which is awesome. And a lot of people I've said that, you know, like uh, with Penta and Phoenix, I feel like the Lucha Underground presentation of their particular characters is the best version of the presentation. With you, as it stands right now, currently, and what we've seen on TV, I'm gonna say that it's the Impact version of Killer Cross. I don't know. I think it almost bugs me to say it, but I, it's it's true because it, it's the version that I think has the most history and story into it so far. I would say I would I would disagree. You're gonna say on, it's the triple A version? I would say <laughs> I very much. Yeah. Hey, I I love that um, version. That's the popcorn version. Yeah. I know, no, and we agree. Like the, the, the high points are really I high. Like the in the AAA version. Where you choke slam popcorn out of people's eyeballs. I mean that's what I enjoy. That is a that is a lifetime highlight. But I, I just what just the feeling I'm left with with your Lucha Underground presentation is I want more of this. Like I would like like we just had a Lucha episode that was a Jake Strong episode, more or less, right? I would like an episode that's a rabbit tribe episode. Like I want to see more of what you okay, guys. let's get to the Lucha Underground so, questions then. So, uh, you're going I, mean, I want to see just I want to see the credit to spinal column head dragging off version of cross. That's what I want to see in Lucha Underground. I want to <laughs> see the skull in the hand, spinal column dragging along. Right. Well, look, you're, they, you're they can puppy. do the violence. Okay, so here's here's the first question that several people have asked me, and I honestly did not know the answer to. Um, but I have my own speculations about this. Were you originally intended to be the Jake Strong character? <laughs> you got to ask me yes. about that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask. Great question. I, and I honestly Great fucking question. We've we've talked a lot and we you know we even talked offline about like mm -hmm. what DJ had in mind for you or what you were going to be doing and we speculated even back then but even back then it was like I don't know if he's going to do these things but it it feels like it feels like had you been in Jake Strong's position this mm -hmm. season, that would have been something I could have seen DJ imagining for your type of persona. Well, that first that first scene, you kind of watch with a side eye. So like, this is a cool scene, but like, you could clearly see that, you know, someone else might fit in that spot a little bit. Maybe better, that performance a little bit better. Maybe. <laughs> don't, don't kill us. We're just messengers. Yeah, Jesus Christ. We're just, just doing, him into this, guys. I knew this was going to happen, too. We're, we're just doing fan ahead. theories, you know? That's all. We're just, yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. We're just getting started. I got a couple more. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> I do, I mean, I I do love, however, you being the White Rabbit, because it wasn't something we were expecting. Mm -hmm. um, and putting you and Paul London in a room together is absolutely insane. I don't know whose idea of a good idea that was, but it may be not a good idea because you guys are absolutely fucking insane. Yes. So um, I was standing with these two guys that day and I got a little bit of Paul's version of the story of, of how Kevin became 
the white rabbit, but what's your version of how you became the white rabbit? How did this come to be? So I got a phone call. I think it was like on a Tuesday night or a Monday night. Uh, originally, uh, I was, <laughs> I hope I could talk about this. <laughs> um, so I was, I was being, I was being fitted for something that was not the white rabbit. And I got a call that night while they were doing the fittings. And basically it was Paul and DJ on a conference call. And uh, Paul was like, listen, he goes, here's the deal. I believe that you're the only person that can actually pull this off and, and make this what it needs to be. And he goes, you're gonna have a ton of creative control because we know how creative you are. So there's gonna be a script and all this stuff, and you're gonna, you know, we want you to filter and interpret the general idea through your imagination. And uh, there's gonna be a lot of lines and a lot of vignettes, which I had made very clear that that was something I'd be interested in from the very beginning. And they were like, yes, we, that's, that's what we want you doing as well. So I wasn't supposed to be there for a few days. Upon the conversation, uh, my itinerary was purchased and I flew out the following morning to start filming the vignettes in the, uh, I, I, I call it uh, the other place. So, Well, uh, that was definitely one of my questions too, because I knew you had been coming to town, mm -hmm. but then you hadn't been in the ring in any of those first few weeks. And I was like, oh shit, I, I thought Eric said that this was a done deal. Like I, I didn't even want to ask you about it back then. Cause I was like, oh man, maybe it's not a good thing. Maybe there's heat. Maybe Kevin's not coming after all. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. The one yep. white person not on it this season. <laughs> yeah, that would have been amazing if you were the only white guy kept out of Lucha Underground this season. That would have been yeah. really funny. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to bring race into this, you guys. It's, you know, it's, it's, it, we didn't hire all those guys. <laughs> we, <laughs> so that's basically how it kind of formulated. I had a very short conversation over the phone and I trusted Paul. Paul knows where I'm coming from and I always know where Paul's coming from. We're always on the same frequency. And DJ is the Dr. Frankenstein of pro wrestling. So I had zero concerns about it whatsoever at all. And it, you know, it was literally the conversation that we had on the phone was exactly what it was. I came in, there was a general direction they wanted me to go to, and they gave me the flexibility to get there from A to Z. And um, it was a blast. I just wish, I wish I had more time, um, obviously in the program, but that's not entirely their fault. Um, so we made the best of what we had and I'm glad people are enjoying it. And you know, I'm looking forward to resuming this in season five in a larger capacity with more blood and violence and, uh, and disturbing nature. I mean, yeah, the, the presentation is, is pretty awesome in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. Like I got the, I got the Paul London version of the story too, which, which happens before that phone call, which was, you know, they had the plans kind of going for, for the new rabbit tribe and DJ came to Paul with like, Hey, so here's some ideas of who we're thinking for the white rabbit and kind of went through whatever headshots or names. And uh, when it got to your name, Paul was basically like, Whoa, back the truck up. Is that, is that an option? I didn't know that was an option. If that's an option, that's the option I want. Yeah. Um, which is great. I mean, that, that speaks volumes that Paul was, was that aware of, of what you would bring to it to, to make it into something. And, and I, and he told me at that point, he doesn't even remember what half of the names that DJ threw him were. And I think a couple of those guys weren't even available because of the whole, uh, visa status too. Cause I think a few of them were names out of Mexico originally, but that yep. happened to the entire season. Yep. Absolutely. So, well, anyway, yes, you debuted on impact first, uh, 
somehow, sorry, my phone is ringing very loudly in me and Byron's headphones. Um, but this is kind of cool. So the things about the presentation that have been magical, since we haven't had a chance to talk about this and we've been waiting, I don't know, since episode three of this show to talk to you about this shit. Um, the suit. The fucking suit, Cross. What is up? Where did those duds come from? You said you were being fitted for one thing. Did they fit you for this thing? Where'd the suit come from, bro? That was all wardrobe. Um, and there, there was just stuff that we had pieced together. Um, and we tried on a lot of different stuff. And we thought that would be that would be the best. Um, we kind of just collectively came up with that on the spot. We had a general idea of what they originally wanted it to look like. And that would not have suited me because it was for a person of smaller stature. So it was a mix of Killer Cross and kind of the direction they wanted to go in, which was um, what you're seeing, I guess. I, I, I'd be hard for me to kind of put a label on it. Like a lot of people said it kind of looks like a British gangster. A lot of people think it. Evil it feels, Rupert the Bear. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, like even to um, like a very Alice in Wonderland meets metal grunge, dark Todd McFarlane-esque, all that stuff. And when I saw the set, I really started to draw in my head a Todd McFarlane violator, some evil entity that's there masquerading as what he might think looks interesting as a human, but he's not human sort of thing. I mean, and that's basically where it ends up. So, I mean, I guess the real question is, is the white rabbit human at all? Do you even know? That's great. <laughs> That's timing. Are we frozen? Are we back? Yeah, we're, we're here, aren't we? All right. It was a really good question. Too bad it happens once. Maybe Cross is frozen now. Oh. I was going to ask uh, Killer if um, Steve Payne had offered to sell him a mask. <laughs> I'm going to guess that the, the original costume he was being fitted for was Big Bad Kev. <laughs> oh. Oh, what, what a mechanic that would have been, though, let's be honest. It would be funny. That would be a great rib for, like, all the new people. <laughs> they have the Big Bad Steve drawing. Like, this is what we got. This is you. what we were planning for you. You're yeah. Big Bad Chelsea. You got to you gotta gain 200 pounds. You got to learn how to use a wrench. <laughs> Everybody has to use wrenches. Is Kev still frozen? Yes, it looks like he is. Yeah, he's... I feel like it's my crappy connection. Uh, but I don't know. It could be a lot of crappy connections. We're all crap. Um, Byron, Byron, bring the mood down. <laughs> you, you with your British depressing... Melancholy. Melancholy. What does the um, chat room have to say? Um, <clears throat> all right. So, Where's my phone? I can text the man himself. Zero cool. Your phone is. Zero um, cool has the really good uh, theories um, on Kevin's character. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Zero cool wants to get Cross, London, and Raven all in a room oh. and just have them come up with ideas. How incredible would that be? Yeah. Just that's like my fanboy dream, though. <laughs> Ray, 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 Raven and Cross together doing something mental, like you know, coming up with an idea. Is that a dream? That, that's like that's like a grunge that's video nightmare. nightmare. But that's that's my kind of dream though. 
But but how about this? Because I sincerely don't know. Is there would there be any kind of heat between Raven and London? Like Raven pissed off a lot of people. He does yeah, have but, heat with a lot of people. Yeah, but like yeah. now but he, he does, doesn't, or does he? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, he did. He does that. It's one of those things, isn't it? It's, he's an old dude now, you know. So he's, he's all happy go. Yeah. Well, no, he's just not. He's not a cornet, is he? He's not like going. It's still real. Ah! <laughs> oh, cornet. <laughs> Yeah, he's not, he's not doing that shit, you know. Raven's like, I pissed off at people in my career. I was doing drugs. I was off my tits. <laughs> you know, he's he's the he's the kind of guy he's shoot, straight shooter. You know, he just goes fuck it at the time. You know. Hey, Meef, why are you interrupting? Meef, you shouldn't have said that about God. Mr. Cross. That was really bad of you. To you do can't that. interrupt the man and insult him like that. You're oh, gonna die for that. Yeah, really, you That's should. Yeah. We have his address, his home address. We have his work address. We have the address of his family. <laughs> Perfect. And they keep his family out of it. They don't deserve it. But I want them to watch. They don't oh, they can watch. We'll get them tickets. We'll it would, them it tickets. would make them happy. All yeah, right. So they'll pay to watch. Yeah, I bet they would. So, Cross, what I was asking you is: uh, Is the White Rabbit human? No. Okay. okay. Moving on. Is Killer Cross human? Uh supernatural. Mm. Did you see the thing with the brick, right? Yeah, I thought it's really cool they incorporated your uh, your tattoos into the. Some, I was going to ask you what no. the hell you have new ink too, don't you? You're finishing that sleeve, aren't you? Yep. So what do what do all these things mean? I mean, you can't give us I think like a Wait. whole roadmap to your tats, but I had a lady friend who said she really wanted to know what like the deer one was on the back and a couple of the back ones. Yeah, that were prominent the, in the deer the, one uh, is impact thing. Yeah, sure. So it's um it's a stag centaur and it. Uh, if you ever, if you guys ever find time to Google a uh, Greek mythological character named Chiron, he was a, a mentor to Achilles and a variety of other historical mythological figures uh, in Greek lore. And he was also a son of Kronos, which ties actually, and this is a total coincidence, ties directly into um, some of the presentation verbiage I have placed into Killer Cross and specifically the White Rabbit with the Unholy Father of Time. So I've always felt a very strong relation to this character, Chiron, um, because he was um, he was an athlete and he was a diplomat. And he uh, the rest of the centaurs were all idiots. They were all very violent. They were drunks. They were, you know, I forget exactly what happened, but I think a king... I think a king had slept with some woman that he wasn't supposed to sleep with that was an interest of Kronos or maybe Zeus. So his punishment was he was going to bear the children of his uh, deception or something, and they were like centaurs. And they were just they were just giant shitheads that caused a lot of problems. But this one this one figure, Chiron, was completely not. Um, you could find you could Google him anywhere. I guess there's a couple ways to spell the name, but the easiest one to remember will be just the way it sounds: C H I R O N. And then throughout like sports and stuff like that, and just weird things like my whole life, people always used to like compare me to a horse. They always used to say I was really fast. They always said I used to kick hard. So it was just kind of funny. And one time um, I was uh, training with these Bulgarians and. Uh, one of them, it was like freestyle wrestling. He was like, oh, half man, half horse. 
and that and that became a derogatory joke that we're not going to get into. But <laughs> it just like it was just always flattering, and I was always very interested in the stories that Kyron was always involved in, and I, it was just calling to me. I don't even know how to put it. I sit on tattoos for a while. I'm not impulsive with tattoos. I've had a million tattoo ideas, and only the ones on me out of the million are the ones that I have felt really bound to, and I'm very, very, very happy that I got that. Oh, see, there you go. That is a, a genuinely honest, awesome answer. And Byron actually looked up all of that information while you were talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Byron's yeah, one of the I saw someone ask you on Twitter about it the other day. So I, I Googled it because I love my Greek mythology. All right, Meef. All right, that's enough. Well, it, you got to let the guy talk every now and then. I mean, you're paying him good money Jeez. from your no. text to have him on the show. We you just want to let him white talk. teeth. Fucking hell. <laughs> he does have white teeth. I have he? wonderful teeth. I don't want to sit next to him anymore. That's how you get. I'm gonna talk like this for the rest of the show. Um, <laughs> I don't have a follow up. To the the okay. So here's here's the other thing. Um, DJ with his TikTok stuff. He has been TikToking away for a long time, and um, you kind of walked right into a TikTok with the pocket watch and everything, and then some really loud guy in the front of the bleachers that started some huge TikTok chant. Mm -hmm. And you weren't there that day. Mm -hmm. um, but how did that play into the character creation too? Were you trying to bring some of that uh, Herald of Doomsday stuff with you? Yes, absolutely. Because uh, you will see, I mean, it's kind of already alluding to it. This is a very, very, very dark figure. He seems to be bent on deceiving people and harming them and getting them to almost deceive themselves in the process of harming themselves and others around them. This is a very, 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 very dark figure. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to elaborating more into that realm on season five. And there's a lot of attention to detail things that actually occurred in the show that not everyone's catching, but there was a sequence of events that happened that before he, before this white rabbit character left. So you would wonder, was he trapped there? Did he just not know how to get out? Was he comfortable there? What happened specifically in order for him to leave. There's very specific details to pay attention to. Um, and I would even suggest a possible theory that the white rabbit might not even be the white rabbit that Paul was looking for. Maybe this figure got to this other place before Paul did and did something to the original white rabbit where he was bound there. The white rabbit may already be dead and this may be something very, very awful inhabiting that place and now it's free because of Paul London. I'd, I'd like to believe that's the case. I'd like to believe the white rabbit was actually just a cute little furry bunny in that Kevin just like crushed it with his bare hands. I've got to say something. Like <laughs> Hold on. I used to have, I had two Zero. rabbits Zero. when I Zero. went in the chat. Literally came up with this, this theory. Who came up with this theory? What? Zero call in the theory said this about a month ago. Yeah. No, we already have a step. All right. <laughs> We've established Zero actually is much smarter than most of us. Okay, Zero Cruel, he, he's getting way too much credit. Why? Right now, all we do is talk about what it. What did Zeus say? Zeus? I, I did Alexis thought, come up with that idea? Did Zeus come up with that idea? Alexis wanted to say that she liked my haircut. Um, she did, that's not what she said. <laughs> she said that Cross looks like. A, no, I thought he just no. liked deer. Oh, I thought he just liked deer. And then Zeus said, Cross just blew my mind. And then Zero Cool says, Byron's theories, he paid attention to all of that. <laughs> yeah. The, the, well, the thing I'm going to say as well is because is, it's the Aztec gods, I'm going to destroy. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be terrible. This pronunciation, okay? Zootecolty? Zootecolty? Yeah. Yes. So that that is the Aztec god of basically time. 
Lord of Fire. I really, I'm, I'm excited with this latest episode of Lucha where that mythological aspect that's t that ties the whole show together is beginning to come back. Oh, you mean um, Other Cross, that thing that he did with his voice? Yeah. Can I call Jake Other Cross yet? <laughs> no, I can't call him that guy. I mean, we're, these are just fan theories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Killer's going to kill me. Uh, Woody, would you would have slapped yourself and called Chuck Strong? Oh, would you like slap stuff going tick talk okay, well, the, the TikTok thing is also interesting because with the toll man you do TikTok yeah. as well and the rabbit tribe was TikToking, i think before this all got locked in yeah pure coincidence yeah Honest to god it was a complete coincidence and i was getting really worried about that too i was like <laughs> what the fuck i was like they're doing my fucking shit i'm not even the show like hello i was like what the fuck is going on I was like, what am I doing here? And I was like, what is going on? I started to freak out. I was like, all right, let's just see what happens. And then we got here and I was like, shit. Give me my like, shit back. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was complete coincidence too. I don't think it had, I think even when DJ did it the first time, it had nothing to do with Cross. And then it was, no. it just, yeah, it all came full circle. But that's why as soon as you came in, I had to start chanting that shit loud as fuck because it's like, we're going to give this one back to Kev here. This one needs to go back to its rightful home. Well, it's a good thing you got Kevin so over, I guess. I temple. did. Is that what you're I saying? did. I completely did. Oh, and he's a rabbit, rabbit tribe shirt. I mean, I have that's one. true. I have one. That's well, true. Well, I didn't want to look like a plant. I didn't want to be like Paul Cross was and look like I was really out in front of the whole thing. Like sure. I wanted it to be like, oh, wow, look, he just convinced that dude right on the spot. Paul Cross has like five custom rabbit tribe shirts. I don't show up in like reptile tribe shirts either or, or worldwide underground. Like I, you know, I like to support my people in the right times. And apparently Ty doesn't think that I do that so well. We were changing shirts. We had like three shirts at the last taping. Too. Yeah, we did have a lot of shirts. Wardrobe changes. I do need to get uh it's a cross it's a cross. Well now I will say this too, because a few people came in with um cross merchandise that day. Uh-huh. And um, Sparkles attempted to not let those people wear cross merchandise. And so I said, you go back in the back and you tell Sir whatever. And I think I used your, your real name. And I said, you go back and you talk to so-and-so and you tell him right now to sign a fucking release for these shirts because these guys aren't taking them off. And, <laughs> and Sparkles... Sparkles was a little pissed at me at first, and I think EB Dub was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Go check with him make sure they're his. But it's not just her. When you wore a Vampiro shirt, they almost didn't let you. Well, they shouldn't have because, honestly, that's WCW property. So don't uh, – let's not talk about that. Yeah, but when I, does I anything about there. Vampiro follow the rules? Never. Yeah. That's how I got away with it. Hey, that man makes really good almond milk, okay? Oh, my God. I, I don't want to know how he makes for, his milk. I'm still waiting for the recipe on his vegan – vlog that he's saying he's gonna vampiro tv i'm still waiting for him to text me again and say he wants to be on the show and then no sell me for like three weeks afterwards <laughs> speaking of which let's get to hooven dude let's talk because we skipped right yeah, over hoovy i gotta talk about my heat with I mean, ooh, ooh. can i get one thing in before that though I'll, okay hurry I'm gonna, up i'm gonna defend i'm gonna defend hoovy here oh what Hoovy the fuck man i thought you were on my side here no 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 hoovy came out and he, he kind of slashed british dude is on your side have you not paid attention to history? Well, okay, what? So he sl he slammed Steve Payne. Yeah, 
uh, during the conversation because obviously that whole thing kicked off on Facebook and uh, who who came on on his real Facebook uh, name, not his like you know who to uh, right. He came under his actual name and he was like that guy fucked me over, and he was trying to sell masks for three hundred dollars that were given to him. And uh, yeah, he, he kind of shit all over him. And then Conan said something this week. <laughs> no, so fuck Steve Payne. Just a quick one. Damn. Sell me masks at three o'clock in the morning. Piece of shit. Damn, Meef just fucking shoots hard, man. Having an ocean to protect care. you helps, though. I think it does. I'd be I really say, brave. Hey, Steve, I ain't say shit about you, man. We cool. We down, yo. Damn. All right. So let me talk about my beef with Hoofy. So let's hear this. All right. So once and once upon a pony time, I had wanted a mad shirt because I like to support. And I was like, mad is the shit. And so at that particular time, the best and only way to really get mad shirts was Hooventude. He was right. selling them. Right. So, and Hoovy said, you know, okay, yeah, you hook it up through my website and blah, blah, blah. So I go through his website. I order the shirt. It says we will ship to the States. So I order the shirt. Then I get an email from Hooventude that says, that's not going to work. If you really want a shirt and ship to the States, do this and this and this. Keep in mind, I've already paid for that first shirt. I'm fine. I don't give a fuck. It's 20 bucks, whatever. He's a big time television producer. I don't care. I'm supporting whatever. I just want the fucking shirt. That's all I really want. So I'm like, all right, Hoobie, what do I got to do? So I'll do this and this and this. He's like, PayPal it to me here and here and here. So I PayPal it to him. Then I get an email back from him. He's like, did you send me the money? I'm like, yeah, bro, it's PayPal. That shit was instantaneous. Check your shit. And it's fucking, the money's there, right? Yeah. So then Hoobie's like, got you, got you. I'm on the road right now. I'll be back home on Saturday. I'll send you your fucking shirt. Then that following Monday, it's not Saturday, that following Monday, Hoobie's like, and this is like a 8 a.m. West Coast time email. I get this email that says, all right, bro, I'm shipping your shirt out today. Thanks for the money. I got you covered, blah, blah, blah. Your address is this, right? And it's some other dude's name in Massachusetts. <laughs> and I don't see that shit until like six hours later. And then I'm like, no, Hoovy, that's not me, bro. This is my real shit. And then like three days later, I get like, a, oh, man, bro, I think I sent your shit to the wrong place. Haven't heard from Hoovy again. Wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> two shirts i bought so then then that like a week later everyone who got the the lucha loot crate got a mad shirt in the crate so everyone else got one before me i was salty as fuck See, then finally jeff jarrett, then jeff jarrett uh you know decides to finally put one up on uh pro wrestling tees yeah i bought I, one of those i got it right away i bought one from jeff got it right away yeah that's fucking hilarious. You know, I haven't received a single dollar from any of those shirts. So you got to put those on your own pro wrestling t-shirts. Apparently, you got to go into business for yourself if you're in Mad, man. It's cutthroat. That's why I did my one. That's, That's so why I did my one. Would Triple H put people in on merch? Do they have? Do they do those deals? I don't know. Mad Mad uh, is on its own, though. Is that, is that Conan? Uh, 
it's such a such a fucking uh, circus. I have no idea, literally and figuratively. <laughs> well, next time you see Hoovy, if in fact they actually get your booking straight and you get down to Mexico again, or Hoovy comes up or anything, tell Hoovy that you have a, a a very kind friend of yours that he might owe a couple or three shirts to one of these days. I will get a mask out for it. I don't want a mask. I'll take a mask. Do you know what Hoovy probably does inside of his masks? Do you, uh, just remember when you when you bought that shirt, I was gonna buy like four masks of him. Can you okay. imagine? Can you imagine where those masks end up? Do with, you, like, Meef? Do you imagine that at three a.m. when Hoovy is drinking tequila and hanging out with some rat, that he even takes the mask off? No. Okay. Sorry. Now, do you really, really want that mask? I mean, it's it's Hoovy's awesome, great performer. It's match worn. It'd be match worn, you know. Well, something oh. worn. Something worn. She signed as well. It's fine. Was he wearing a mask during the thing <laughs> in WCW when he got, you know, fired for? I don't want to talk about I want that. a mask worn from that thing. <laughs> all right. So, Mr. Cross, if you're still there, if you're still hanging on through all of these stories and anecdotes, um, Lucha Underground, where's it going from here? You, you're, you're happy with it. You got a couple, you got a couple of moments still left this season, don't you? I mean, we've got three uh, episodes left. As far as I know, I will return for one more episode. As far as I know, um, certain things that are filmed are, you know, like reconfigured in post-production, but I know that there will be, there will be one more thing coming uh, that I'm absolutely certain of, and it will be fucking violent. Uh, well, I believe the mandible claw thing was pretty violent. Uh, that was a that was a slightly new presentation of of that move. How did you feel of about adding a new finisher to your uh, move set there right. that involved yeah. a lot of fucking blood? Yeah, I was not. Uh, I was very concerned about it. I was concerned about how it was going to be received, and it was received well. So as soon as I did it the one time, I was like, okay, cool. That was not my idea. I believe that was either DJ or Matt Stryker's idea. And again, I trust them both. So I didn't even question it, but I was personally concerned. I was like, shit, like, you know, Sako's been like doing Manimal Claw for 20 years or 15 years now, whatever. And it's been kind of a fucking joke. Uh, and it's been so strongly associated with uh, Mick Foley. And it was so funny. Matt Stryker put the Sam Shepard reference in there for the Manable Claw, which, which I thought was a nice touch. But uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm cool with it, and I'm going to continue to do it because now that's what they, they know that character for, and they enjoy seeing it. So, Well, I don't even know how you guys gimmick the, the blood part of it, but I was not expecting that because at first when you did it, I was like, oh, no, they did not just give Cross the Manable Claw, did they? And then I saw the blood, and I was like, Oh shit! They gave Cross the mandible yeah. claw. What the fuck? Was the blood part of the original pitch the for the move? Yep. Or was, yeah. It has to be. I mean, that's and and that's how you recapture imagination with the move. I yep. mean, like you you take somebody's move, and it's fine. Look, there's only so many wrestling moves out there. I mean, everyone now and then somebody's going to get a new one. But I mean, honestly, it's people are going to do moves that pe other people have made famous. It's just a thing, mm -hmm. sure. and it's been. Plenty of time since the mandible claw was a thing, but to bring it back and to have it have some impact, that's what you got to do. I mean, white glove and the blood. I was sitting there just like, wow, what the fuck did I just see? I was not expecting that. I was expecting doomsdays all day long. And when I saw that, I was just like, okay, we're, we're doing something different here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was really happy with the response and, uh, 
yeah, you're going to see a little bit more of that in the immediate future, I'd say. Let's hope so. All right, so then here's my question. Season five, it's all well and good, all this season five talk. But realistically, are you going to end up in WWE before there even is a season five? I mean, you're going to go there eventually, right? Yeah, I am. I mean, that's that seems to be the course that I'm on, whether I want to be or not. Uh, I'm hoping to get the most mileage out of the companies I'm with. And I'm not trying to strong arm anyone or insinuate anything, but like, I mean, shit like that, that call is going to come real strong very soon. So I just hope that the companies I'm with value what I'm able to contribute. And believe me when I say that I would rather at this present time, have a long-term career with the companies I'm with, but monetarily, just as a human being and for my career and my family, it has to make sense. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're approaching that time. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they'd like to keep me and they trusted me and believe in me that I could be a person to represent the company and, and break, you know, those mainstream barriers that every pro wrestling company is trying to make. I think so. I mean, but but realistically, I do think that the E is going to be calling at some point. And, I, you know, when you've gone to Performance Center already, I mean, you saw that they just swooped up Chelsea. I don't I mean, yeah. she's still on Lucha TV and now she's on the NXT house circuit, which baffles me. Yeah. And I don't know exactly what the uh, what the deal is behind her paperwork. I don't think her paperwork was as tight as as other people's. But right. She's kind of a, a test case scenario. I mean, we saw we saw Puma had to wait it out a long time before he could go and, and be King Ricochet, but uh, Chelsea certainly didn't. <laughs> no. she, she hasn't been on TV yet, but right. I mean, and that's that's the real thing is she can't appear on TV within a certain amount of time, maybe. But, but she, who knows? She might be on Evolution. Test case. <clears throat> you better call Chelsea up and say, "Hey, girl, what what, what you got going on over there? You know, Who's your magic lawyer?" <laughs> you got to call her lawyer up. Yeah. I mean, given she she has some friends on on the other side too, though. Yeah, but if they're grabbing her, they're grabbing you know they'll grab anyone off. Yeah, I mean, look, this can. is this is like the old ECW days to me. Yeah. I feel like uh, I'm not even going to sweat it this time through. I'm going to just keep enjoying Lucha Underground for what it is. But any one of you that pops up uh, in an NXT audience these days, I'm not going to be surprised. Yeah. Okay. Though I think for your presentation. I'm glad that you've at least waited this long because I think the stuff mm -hmm. that you've done in the past year has been phenomenal. And I mm -hmm. think that you're going to be able to come into a place like that or go to a Japan or someplace else and have a different level of credibility than you would have had if you had done it a year ago. You sure. know, and I think especially in WWE, like being honest, there's there's a lot of guys your size there already. Sure. You've got Baron Corbin's and Dean Ambrose's and guys that are your physical size and shape already. So for you to get there, you know, you're gonna have to get there with enough clout for them to not saddle you with some horrible gimmick, you know? Yeah. We don't need Ringmaster 2.0. No. Or like Dan Matha showed up and he's this big jack dude and they promoted him and then they just nerfed him to Samoa Joe and you never saw him again. Right. So like there needs to be Don't let that happen. Do yeah. whatever it takes to make yeah. a name for yourself. So by the time that you get there, they're they're way more interested and then you know it's still not gonna matter until Vince sees you. <laughs> sure. That's always the case. Like you can yeah. impress everybody in that company, and then Vince one day is going to be like, "Yeah, we need uh, we need a new Doink the Clown. It's Cross." Yeah, I don't. I mean, for me, for me as a fan, we're um, scaring him now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I don't think. I I don't think these are unique thoughts. I think when you're in the you're selling yourself to all these companies. What was Terry Taylor's last gimmick? The one that oh, everyone remembers him for. 
a, an evil rooster. Yeah, but like everyone makes fun of him for it, but also everyone still knows it. Yeah. But, well, and he's a player now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. As a fan, I want to see more of. I want to see more of Killer Cross and Impact. I want to see more of the White Rabbit in Lucha Underground. Uh, there's like with the Impact presentation. There's you started off as um, started off solo, and now you're with other people, which is cool. But I wanna I wanna see you back on a solo main event path and Impact again. I wanna see the character go down that route. And the Lucha Underground, like there's just, I mean, it's just been scratched. I like the itch has been scratched. I want to see so much more of the Rabbit Tribe, you know. Um, as a fan, I think not to anyone's fault, but I think it would be a shame if those two stories got cut short. Oh, I know. I'm I'm right there with you, and that's to be perfectly frank. That's what I would like to do as well. So hopefully those avenues are extended to me within reason uh, and hopefully in an expedited fashion because I am no longer in a position to wait anymore. Like years ago, I, mm -hmm. you know, I would sit and I would wait, but like we're off to the races now. So yeah. the time for waiting is over, unfortunately. But yeah. I mean, these are good problems to have, I suppose, right? Yeah. I, and also, um, I mentioned your, your characters on the shows, but also... Um, you do. You've been doing a lot of work with other companies like, um, like you know, FSW and then um, Mav Pro, where uh, Which I'm know, trying to put up on the screen right now. Yeah, where like you were working with those companies a lot, but like now because of all the shows that you're on, you're really helping those companies out, bringing your your star power to them. Um, sure. And I think that's like you just had this incredible match with. Um, I got it up on the screen now. You yeah. and in Bay, and I love Bay. Yeah. Bay shouldn't have kicked out. Bay's the man. <laughs> he shouldn't have kicked out of the Doomsday. <laughs> that that sequence was horrific. <laughs> I enjoyed every second of it. That's what well, happened. I mean, look, I don't know if me if I was there the night that Bay stole the title from Cross mm -hmm. uh, in Mav Pro. It was a thing. There were some issues there. A little biased. Uh, he, uh, no, he stole it. It was not a clean win. Was there a one, two, three? It was. It was bullshit. Oh, there was. Well, bullshit. what do you think, Cross? Uh, I think it was bullshit, and mm. we just saw what happens when Chris Bay stands right in front of Killer Cross. It's uh, it's a cat and mouse. It's David and Goliath. Eventually, the ring was cut off. He was outsmarted, and he was executed within two minutes of me coming into proper contact with him. Yeah, I mean, look, the kids got amazing martial arts skill set in there he's got some great like cruiserweight high flyer moves going on um love chris bay very exciting talented guy came up against a brick wall <laughs> yeah i mean and that just happened the part at the end though where uh, we start uh, going into this sequence of just different ways that a, a human being can be ragdolled inside of a squared circle um absolutely phenomenal Absolutely phenomenal. There's there's a couple of forearms in there and a and a short clothesline in the corner. Yeah. Dear Lord, why didn't he just not sit down? I would have. I mean, aren't you allowed to tap from strikes in wrestling? Yes, he's just very stubborn, and uh, I think in his mind, he was thinking that he was going to turn things around, and he attempted to with a second frog splash, 
and then I collapsed every single rib in his body from the front to the back. And then I dropped him on his head, and he still kicked out. And at that point, I proceeded to club him uh, half to death in front of everyone. <laughs> and it, live at the event, the crowd, I had the crowd chanting with this. The crowd counted to 20. It was 20 blunt force clubs to the chin and to the throat. Oh, my God. Jeez. I'm, pl I'm, I'm playing some of that sequence right now. It's by his fucking hair. He wasn't going anywhere. Rebecca Locke in the chat room said that she couldn't watch the whole video. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Man. Full clip. I said it. Full clip. That's what I fucking said he was going to get, and he got it. All right. Well, we, we, we got to talk about this Odie thing, too, though. I mean, you were, you were fairly cordial to, to Bay after taking the beating after the match. But uh, the referee, Odie, um, you weren't so nice to him. No, because it's like Bane, I squashed it out. You know, he thought that that was his time. I thought it was my time. So we got in the ring like men and we figured it out in front of everybody. And then, you know, you got fucking the referee with the Beetlejuice shirt on like a fucking asshole. And it's like, he can't get off scotch clean. You know, he, he made a cover when he knew he shouldn't have. When you're right, you're right, you're wrong, you're wrong. And, you know, in my opinion, I, I don't think that he should have counted the three. I think he should have counted the two and maybe said two, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. You know, and then maybe just left the ring. I don't think the word three, that number should have ever come out of his mouth for that event. So I just had to, I just had to strangle him a little bit. That's all. And I even offered him a donut afterwards, but he couldn't breathe, I think. So, so what's the future of, of Mav Pro now? It's running, it's running two cities and you're their champ and, and you're going to stick around and do some more Mav Pro too while you're doing all these other things. I mean, you're in 52 million freaking promotions now. Absolutely. I'm going to I'm gonna do as much as I possibly can, and I'm going to get as much mileage out of everything I'm doing on television and try to siphon that into the independent scene. I actually met with uh, Super Dragon of PWG immediately after that. Oh. I just, I almost just missed him. I ripped it through fucking uh, North Hollywood to get into L.A., and I got right to um, that giant uh, opera house, whatever the fuck that thing is that they're running in. And I caught him and I forwarded my information. So hopefully um, there will be a future for me in PWG because that's somewhere I've wanted to be. I, you know, it's funny. I have all of my friends there, but I'm so old-fashioned. I don't ask anybody for anything. And um, I, I believe in my work ethic and I believe in my presentation. And I know that I know that PWG definitely doesn't need me. They're self-sustained with what they have. But I hope that upon reviewing what I'm doing and what I could offer, they could see the value in it because I think I could offer another dimension that they don't have. Perhaps they don't need it, but for the fans, if it's really for the fans, you want as many variances as possible on the show. And, uh, you know, I would love to, you know, maybe at some point work my way up and win the PWG title and then bring that to television and just bring more awareness to it. I'd like to kind of web everything together because WWE is the monopoly of the industry. Why not bring as much attention and focus to everything involved in as possible? I mean, I think that's healthy networking. I think so. And a lot of that's been happening this year. And I know that there's a, a certain very athletic guy over there that I think you would match up nicely with. Certainly. And, mm -hmm. and I don't know that you'll get to ever face that guy in, in Lucha Underground either. So be a nice place for you guys to face off. Well, it's, I mean, I we haven't seen this very athletic guy in Lucha Underground. I haven't seen his face there yet. No, you haven't. Oh, you haven't seen his face there no. yet. I get it. I, I get think it. I. We won't cross Walter. This is a thinly attempted. At <laughs> hmm? 
We're terrible at kayfabing, right? You you realize that? He did a wonderful interview a few weeks ago where he where he's like, "I'm fucking out of there." Like, <laughs> season's not over. Season's Chill not out. even over. Nobody knows the ending. What are you doing? NDA, NDA, read your contract. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> he was hilarious. I just got to tell you, he is absolutely hilarious between the, the seasons during the long layoff. Oh, my God. Every week, he was turning a different direction, mad about one thing, then completely mad about the opposite thing the next week, then totally fine and hunky-dory with all of it. Like, oh, my God. My man yeah. is conflicted. One time, he was like, cost so much to take an Uber to the airport every weekend to work. Like, like, Jesus. Put it on an invoice, bro. Yeah. Put it on an invoice. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I, anyway, I would I would love to see you and a certain individual face off in PWG. I think that would be a great showcase for that. Oh, absolutely. Even though they don't run in my backyard. See, now, if they had still been in Reseda, from North Hollywood to Reseda, it's like, boop, boop. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, would, that would have been a real easy trip. But You never went, did you? No, I never did. I went there in 2015. I saw uh, most of NXT wrestle on that show. I've had I've had tickets to PWG five times now. Oh wow! And it ran in my backyard, wow. like maybe a mile and a half away from my house, and uh, never once was I able to go. I was either out of town or had some major commitment every single time. Yet I've been able to go see Cross in Burbank at the Moose Lodge. And somehow I couldn't get my ass to fucking Reseda for a PWG. It just just goes like that. I travel four hours for every show. All right, me. Well, yeah. you got to do it. You got to do it. Every now. <laughs> it's just timing. Sometimes <laughs> I somehow I made it to every single taping of Lucha Underground this year, though, which is amazing because previous years I was the one out of all of us that went the least. Yeah. Because I was always working. This is a funny. This is a good bit of uh, history. Justin and I met on a TV show up in Truckee, and um, we—that's we, the Tahoe area. Tahoe area, um, and we formed a, a wrestling bond. When on one of our like, I don't know three, if I call anything between us a bond. Same birthday. Eh. We're both redheads. Eh. Um, you're more Irish than me. I am more Irish weird. than you. It is weird, but um, it's true though. We on a rare day off. We went to a wrestling show in South Tahoe. We did. A midget wrestling show. Can you and say that? <laughs> that's the name of the company? Oh, it was it might have been Extreme Micro Wrestling. They kicked ass. It was awesome. They were really awesome. Mm-hmm. It was fun. And it's good, too, because similar to that Moose Lodge that I was talking about, there's really low ceilings, but it doesn't really affect you at an event like that. Hmm. All right. That's a bit much. That was That's true. You said the M word. I didn't even say the M word. The I, okay. I'm going to ask Kevin. I'm going to Mr. Cross. Ask Mr. Cross a serious question, please, because then I got to get into the Lucha Underground review and whatnot. Yeah. He's probably got to like lift a weight or something because when you were in some kind of weightlifting competition. Oh a yeah, tell weeks us ago. about that. Did you so win? There, uh, so this is how it basically works. So there's a, there's a league called Super League, and they have these circuits that they build for categories. One might be power-based, one might be strength-based, one might be endurance-based. This is in layman's terms. And basically, you have a set amount of exercises to complete uh, at a weight that you choose, and a rep range that you choose, and a time that they choose. And based on the weight, your body weight, your weight category, the time and the reps, you build a score. 
So um, I trained for, I think, a week to do it. I watched PJ Black do it. He's a good friend of mine as well. He's in town. And I was watching him do it. And I was like, well, I kind of train like this, but not at this intensity. So I prepped for a week and I went in. And most people don't even place in the top 69. Uh, in, my, in, in, in the endurance category, which is called BLD, it was short for blood, because I think it's referring to, uh, I don't know, like circulation and endurance. Uh, at a 69 people as a super heavyweight and not a lighter guy, I think I placed 27th, if I recall, which is they've told me it's really good. <laughs> I could have done better. Um, I had like this adrenaline spike when I was there and I was stronger than normal. So now I know in a competition setting that I will, I will have strength that I normally don't have. It was very unusual, very cool. And it's helping me in pro wrestling. Like my body composition has completely changed. I haven't had abs probably since I was like 18 being over 220 pounds because I love carbs and I changed my diet. I've been on a carnivore diet every once in a while. I'll have carbs like today. I'm eating like dried out sweet potatoes, but um, I'm training like this all the time. And I've noticed my fucking strength and mobility has gone through the roof doing this stuff. Like uh, at this weight right now, I'm floating at 250. Uh, I'm very lean. My my endurance is really good. And like I just feel like I can crush people's fucking souls like tinfoil in my hands now. <laughs> well, I, I noticed in some of your recent matches, it, and um, you haven't been doing it too much, but um, sometimes when you kind of really get into it, you do um, a lot of lateral movement and you you just you show for for you, you're a big guy, you show an agility that just looks not human, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. And it, it's it's compl I completely contributed to this competition stuff. It's called Super League. It's going to be on Twitter very soon. I'm going to be doing some new categories soon, but I'm being careful because the probability of you getting hurt with this is reasonable and i don't want to get hurt for this shit and then you know lose time on tv so i'm kind of treating it recreationally if that makes sense it's very Whatever. smart we need yeah. your knees especially keep your knees together because yes. that's the thing man i just i would hate to see that happen and then you'd be sidelined for two years and miss out on fucking opportunities over some dumb shit yeah i i mean i i love uh i love squats and deadlifts and stuff like that but uh specifically with the squats the heavier you go it's just it's common it's common uh, comprehension now that, you know, your body's not meant to load that much stress through your joints over an extended period of time. So I kind of take it easy with that. I'm, I'm not training as hard as everyone else is because I'm trying to protect my body, if that makes sense, so I can do what I need to do in the ring. So it's kind of like a secondary thing, but it's an excellent hobby for me, and I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm very, uh, very healthy right now. I think this is the healthiest I've ever been. All right, so here's, here's the thing. Here's what I want to do. I need to know. I need you to call out one person in all the promotions. I need you to call out somebody from Lucha Underground. I need you to call out somebody from Impact. I need you to call out somebody from AAA. I need you to call out somebody in Japan. I don't care what promotion. And I need you, know. you to call out somebody at the WWE. The WWE? The World Wrestling Entertainment Federation of Places of Wrestling Monopolizations. Which includes Raw, SmackDown, NXT? Anybody in that universe. And UK? Isn't it a universe? Those are the fans. All right. But that's a huge roster. That's going to be hard to choose. Okay. He's got to do it. He can do it, though. I have complete faith. All right. So who do you got from Lucha Underground? Who, who would you call out from Lucha Underground? Pentagon. And what would you say to him to get him to meet you man to man, mano y mano, in the middle of the, uh, the temple seal? I would say you have enough money. And 
ask for the match because they won't let me near you because they know I'm going to fucking eat you alive and pull out your spinal cord and right in front of everybody. That's what I would say. That's all true. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask for a match after that. I'd be scared. So what about triple a is it that, that include triple a is he still the one yeah uh well triple a is going to be phoenix because he has the belt and that's another case where he's being kept away from me um i should have i should have that fucking title already in triple a and uh i don't see that it's doing anything extraordinary for that company for phoenix to be in possession of it i think i need to fight him and i need to beat him half to death in the ring yeah i mean i think there's a briefcase that should get you a shot at that yeah <laughs> Like, yeah, about that. I'm <laughs> supposed to still have that. <laughs> Amazing. I lost that. I know. You just show just show up with it one day and be like, "Hey, Conan, I don't know if you were here when this thing happened, but uh, let's do something with this today." <laughs> I bet he'll be like, "Yeah." Calls me like, "Just get in the ring with it. Fuck it. Go." Wait, has <laughs> someone won it again? Is that? Oh uh, no, no. They no. Just randomly retired it for no fucking reason. They just stopped talking about it because that's what they think of their audience. They think they're all morons. Well, the whole thing just went away, which is why I got to bring it up every. Well, now and then. when you follow guys like Lucha Blog and other Lucha um, longtime fans and historians, um, they're they have very low expectations. Yeah. For story for storytelling. Yeah. And also like just general like. Well, the philosophy in Mexico is still very much one like the territories used to have of doesn't matter what happened last week as long as there's people in the stands this week mm. right they still uh, very so much have, yeah like as long as people are in the stands you know and they don't fucking throw <laughs> bottles into the ring when they're done then they're fine right all right so impact you said it was you said it was johnny impact johnny survivor a show that i think you'd be great on by the way thank you i think there's a van wagnon or two that should be listening to this that should yes. get you on that show mm -hmm. i agree the good Van Wagner, by the way, not the Lucha Underground one. Yes. Matt. I'm not going to get in the middle of the brotherly feud. I'm too <laughs> I am. I'm going to stoke the that. flames on that shit until I see him fist fight. Um, so you, 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 said, you said Johnny Impact there, but what's your message to Johnny Impact? Um, Johnny, tuck your fucking chin because it's coming full clip at you, and there's not going to be anything you can do about it. That's fair warning. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. fair. It, you can find Jen's elbows now. You can have Ellsworth, the man with no chin. <laughs> um, that could be a problem. Ellsworth could be a problem. He might secretly yeah. be kryptonite to the Doomsday Saito. <laughs> Luckily, I have this 4XL hand that I can cut through his entire fucking head like uh, <laughs> like Valak from John Carpenter's Vampires. So, Good <laughs> reference. Yeah. I've seen him in person. I think your fist is bigger than his head. That is funny, though. Tuck your chin kryptonite. That's yeah. funny. That's good shit. I'm sorry. I'm still popping for that one. Um, all right. In Japan, who would you take down in Japan? Anybody, any promotion? I would like to say Okada. Uh, well, I'd like to say Okada, but I think the better match would be Ibushi. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I think so. That guy's a maniac. He might ask you to, like, doomsday him. He loves to be dropped on his head. Oh, fuck That's great. That's fucking great. All he has to do is sign the fucking waiver twice. Yeah, see, I, that's one of those matches where I don't think there's going to be a lot of kickouts at twos because I don't think there's going to be a lot of covers. I think that you guys would just beat the holy hell out of each other yeah. until one of you just really couldn't stand up. Absolutely. And, and then you and then you cover. Yeah, it would be just balls to the wall. One of my dream matches would be if Shibata was still active. Um, I would love to see the two of you just go at it. <laughs> now, okay, so but here's my question. If you went, if you went and, and you fought some of these top guys in Japan – 
Would you bring back some of the old uh, the the old bare knuckles cross from from back in the day? Would you bring? Would you have to bring some of that back out? And how would you do that in a manner that you felt comfortable with? I don't feel like I would need it, but for my own personal entertainment and to showcase it, yes, I would bring it back. I would uh, I would just slap the fucking silly out of these people. Real yeah, I mean, if, if you went Pancray style with the open fist, with the open hand, I think that you might not actually, you know, create a snuff film. Yeah, I, I would be completely open to doing that. I've actually even pitched to Impact to create a UWFI division. And uh, the problem is, is that they just said the roster is too small. So it really is. Because I've been, I've been, I mean, Casey and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago of like, if we ever seriously did our own small promotion, we would have one belt that was completely like that with a with a hybrid MMA style rule, mm-hmm. and then maybe a straight wrestling, yeah, you know, top title. Sure, but that would excite me. I like. I really want somebody to do that and be able to pull it off. But they need a deep enough roster. Yeah, and it's a different style of working too. And I almost think you do it with uh, rounds with time limits, maybe two minute rounds. Like do three two minute rounds. Yeah. So the matches don't go too long. And so you can have guys go out there a little bit harder every now and then. Impact experimented with stuff. They like did. That, they did. They did uh, um, a, a hybridized rule set at one yeah. point in time a couple of years ago. But speaking of Pancrase and a few people and me uh, mentioned this, um, uh, Suzuki, Minoru Suzuki would be, um, yeah. that would be absolutely intense. Mm-hmm. I've tried to get that one booked. Is it? Yeah. Is there a way to get that in? Somewhere because make it happen. Right. I mean, if you've got all the pull across the pond, he's a British champion, right? Well, I don't know because I don't keep up with Rev Pro, to be honest with you. Oh, gotcha. Um, mm. I have been to a Rev Pro show, but they're kind of like London, and I stay away from London as much as possible because it's a cesspit <laughs> of humanity. Um, me, I'd love to build them all around it and bear into see. Me, are you ever going to mm. tell us how you really feel about something? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Um, all right. So in the WWE, who's the call out in the WWE? Who do you go after? The logical answer would be John Cena because that's where the money is, but he's not like, I don't know. Is he not on full roster? We'll just say, we'll just say he's not, um, you know, the, obviously the second person that you'd probably want to call out would probably be, uh, Roman Reigns because he's the top dog in the company. Uh, I think we'd have an amazing match. However, I think the money match, if we're talking about work rate and we're talking about everything, is Nakamura. Yeah, I would. I, I would like that. I could, and I think character-wise, that would be a great fit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Not- his kind of flamboyance and over-the-top nature, and yeah. then you coming in with serious hitman vibes. But he has an MMA background too. Well, I mean, exactly. I mean, just- it'd be a great match. Perfect. I'd kind of like to see Joe. You know, you 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 let me get uh, acquainted with the WWE audience, and then we work towards Rollins, work towards Roman, and then whenever Brock is back on the schedule, there's your match right there. I'd love to see you and Cena too, though, because sure, I really imagine that it's going to be a lot of you running the ropes. Mm. <laughs> I mean, a lot. And I would just be sitting there dying the whole time, just trying to see like, can Cena gas out cross just by throwing him back and forth across these ropes for like 30, 45 minutes. 
Because you know that's exactly what's going to happen. Like you guys will hit three spots, get back in the ring, and Cena's not going to Cena's not going to take a rest. He's not going to rest hold you or breather. He, but he is going to bounce you off those ropes just endlessly. <laughs> I can see that. That's his thing. It, he, it, make, it makes the matches look exciting sometimes when he does it. He's Cena's not bumping right now though. He's, he's no, he's doing a he's thing. he can't because of insurance reasons. He's doing a movie with Jackie Chan yeah. uh, over in China, so Cena can't. Uh, I think he's contractually obligated not to do certain bumps and moves, so they're how, resting him right now. How good was Jackie Chan's uh, last movie where he was uh, like a the one in Europe where he was the grumpy old man? Yeah, he's who was like old, Liam Neeson. Yeah, he was Liam Neeson. He was. Grumpy Jackie Chan, he was just straight up murdering people. It was awesome. It was great. Cross, you should see this movie if you want. It's called The 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 Foreigner, isn't it? The Foreigner. I think. Yeah, but it's not like the old play, the comedy uh, one-act play, The it, Foreigner. It's 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 a whole different thing. It's basically taken with uh, Jackie Chan. Yeah, there that's was awesome. Some, there, was someone, there was someone before Liam Nielsen did this, okay? No, I mean, he has to interact. Okay. Takeshi. Yeah. He did the grumpy old man thing. His sister I, got raped and put, got AIDS oh. and got drunk. And then on a film, on a film, oh, and then he gets yeah, so into cop, kills every motherfucker, and then he gets shot at the very end. Jesus, he Christ. always dies. No spoilers, Smith. No spoilers. You know, I didn't tell you which film it was because it's all of them. Because <laughs> it's like four different ones. It's the same storyline. <laughs> Jesus, Smith. he was the original grumpy man killing every motherfucker in the room. Fuck. Yeah, but let's be honest, me, me Liam Neeson. Mm. Made it famous. I mean, isn't he one of your countrymen? Yeah. Countrymen? No, 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 no. Oh, he did it in Taken. Takeshi is way, way better than Liam Neeson. He did I love Beat Takeshi, but he didn't take it two. He did it in Taken three. The one that Roach wrote nonstop. He did it. In Chris non-stop. Roach wrote one of those Liam Neeson movies. Me float. Wait, that's, that's awesome. the one on the on the train. No, that's the uh, that's Taken on a plane. Taken Chris Roach plane. wrote Taken on a plane. <laughs> And then oh, okay. so taken on a plane, taken on a train. He did that one, right? He did do that. And then there was like an off-brand taken. Taken in Gotham City. Yeah, taken in Gotham City. Batman Begins, right? Batman Begins. Yeah. Yeah. And then taken as Jackie Chan. You know, it'd be really great if if you picked up. Finn Balor and dropped him on his head and made him wear decent pants. I actually think that that Cross and Balor would be a good match too. Yeah. Who fucking Zoolander? (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Yes. (laughs) Little Zoolander. (laughs) He looks like Zoolander. I've always thought it would say, and he comes out walking like Zoolander and behaving like Zoolander, and he has his little coat even though it's July. Like I I don't know. It's sure. Yeah, when he does the. Thing, it's almost like the the thing where they pour the gasoline on each other. Well, he does the thing where he Dance. sticks the front of his lower body at the camera, <laughs> and it's a kid show. I don't want Zoolander though. I want Prince Devitt. If he can, yeah. if he can, if he can arrange Prince Devitt to show up, then I would be up to do that for sure. Yeah. Oh, he has this great match uh, with Tanahashi, which was phenomenal. I was watching when. I was watching some WWE show and he had a match and I got bored. So I put on this one on my computer. He is fighting Tanahashi. He came to the ring on. Um, you're, you're going somewhere with this, right? Yeah. He came to the ring on the shoulders. Now I'm going to forget his name because I went off on a tangent too much. Bale. Bale. I love Thank that you. gimmick. That was incredible. 
Um, he comes in, he's looking badass, and he's doing the bullet club thing. They don't even do the bullet points anymore, right? Yeah. Like, and he was like, there was at one point um, where he had the he had a bad gimmick too, where he had Tanahashi tied up in the ropes. Tanahashi's like the Cena of uh, New Japan, and he's a big heavyweight. And Devitt was still, you know, a little guy, and he gets him tied up in the ropes, puts the bag over his head, points a gun at his head mid match. Like that's fucking badass. Mm-hmm. So you're saying Fergal Devitt's a better wrestler? I would, I'd rather watch a Fergal Devitt match. <laughs> we'll see. I love it. <laughs> all right, Cross. We've 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 exhausted probably all of your time in life. But anyone you want to shoot on, anything you need to say, anything you need to promote before you get out of here. I'd like to notify everyone that. Impact Wrestling is going to be in Las Vegas in the second week of November. And I'm even if you're not an Impact Wrestling fan, okay, I'm not oblivious to this. A lot of people don't like Impact Wrestling. They won't even watch Impact Wrestling because of lots of stuff that's happened prior in the history of, 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 of the company. If you like Lucha Underground, you like the independents. Um, most of the people in Lucha Underground and the independents that are really, really good are now in Impact. So I know they won't like me saying this, but I'm just going to say it because it will translate proper to the audience and it's honesty and sincerity. And I believe in that impact is like a different version of Lucha at this point right now. It's like a, it's like a different world. So everyone you love in Lucha, they are there in impact, not in the same character context, but it's all your favorites that are there plus other people as well. So I would tell you to take advantage to come see impact live in the second week of November in Las Vegas, make a trip out of it gamble lose all your money ruin your life uh lose your house or don't do all that just come and enjoy wrestling and um it's going to be big because these television tapings that they're doing are going to be the final tapings for this year so you know that they're going to have to go out with a bang nothing's going to be flat with these tapings they're probably going to be the most important tapings of the year so check your calendars and double check with impact wrestling and um if you are a fan of Impact Wrestling, I don't have to sell you hard on this. I'm just letting you know there are big things that are going to happen in Las Vegas in November, and I encourage everyone to come see this because it's going to be good. Cage will be there. Pentagon will be there. Phoenix will be there. Uh, Mac just uh, joined Impact, so Mac will probably be there. Johnny's going to be there. Ty is going to be there. Tessa Blanchard is going to be there. I'm going to be there. RoboCop's going to be there. It's going to be there. Eric Roberts is going to be there with a dislocated shoulder crying. Um, you know, like Jesus is coming back. He's going to be there. I mean, everyone's going to be there. Bruce Campbell's going to be there. RuPaul's going to be there. I don't know why, but he's going to be there. Uh, Gary Busey's going to be there. Uh, Morgan Freeman's going to be there, but you're not going to see him, but he is there. So everyone's going to be there. As long as we hear Morgan Freeman, it's fine. Exactly. He's called yeah. Yeah, all your childhood friends are going to be there, the ones that you've lost contact with. They're just going to be there. So everyone you know is going to be there. Everyone you um, want to see. Byron, Byron said that he will show up if Rachel Swindler's going to be there. Who's that? What? She's a good friend of mine. She'll be there. Okay. You, you, you should come now. He's, yep. the sing, he's the single one. He should come. Yes. <laughs> I, will, I will say, um, I don't know if I'm – it being in Vegas and it being a big deal – now I'm beginning to think that something I saw I would rather see in Vegas than in Queens. Sure. You want to see it again? You want to see it get run? Or, or if I could see it again? That's long Vegas. from over. What you saw in Queens, dude, is long from over. 
So it's just getting started. You just saw the beginning. Okay. Hey, look, remember the last time he told us to come to to Vegas for an event? We went to that FSW yeah. and it was like I fucking flew like a kill first shot year flight for that shit. Dante was out or AR Fox was out there. Like when do you ever see his ass out? Oh, now it's a huge FSW show. Yeah. And uh who did he fight in the main event that night? Um oh yeah, it was Johnny Mundo. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. You beat him up pretty good. That was fun. That was really fun. <laughs> Indeed. You know who else I really liked that day? And this is a question I was going to ask you earlier. Sure. I don't know this guy at all. Never met him. Eli Drake. Mm. Yeah. I love this dude in an arena and on camera. Please tell me he's not the biggest piece of shit in the world. Because I genuinely like this dude as a character. He, he is one of the most quiet, reserved, and friendly people I've ever met in my entire life. He's the total opposite of what he puts on camera. He's extremely intelligent. He's got a great sense of humor. And he works his ass off. And uh, he has a very interesting and storied career being around uh, a lot of guys, unfortunately, that are gone now. Like, he was fairly close with Paul Bearer. Paul Bearer used to be his manager when he was coming up. I mean, he's literally worked everywhere. Um, maybe not TV-wise, but he's, like, cut from that old cloth. And you can feel that, right, with his verve. And his oh, my God. Stuff. Every time yeah. I feel like I'm watching, you know, like – old Rick Root or Roddy Piper sometimes. I'm just like, yeah. whoa, what the fuck? How is this guy not the top name on every card he's on right now? Well, he uses that in his impact gimmick, I think. It's great. Yeah. I love it. I'm never not entertained by that dude. Something that I hear a lot when I, when I especially at the Impact show when I was talking to other fans, um, some people were complaining about Eli Drake not getting a run up top. Like, people want to see him heavily mm -hmm. featured. Yeah, 100%. Uh, people love him, and they also love to hate him. He, he can make you feel whatever he wants. He's one of those guys. He knows exactly what he's doing, and he's super tuned into pro wrestling and, and how to engage people. He's a very, very, very smart guy, very entertaining. Yeah, bring back uh, Papa Pump and uh, let those two guys uh, run wild. <laughs> oh my God. Former tag champion. Yes. <laughs> That's not something that you can do for long programs, though, man. That's a... That's a one cycle program every time, I think. But let's <laughs> yeah. get another one. <laughs> Why not? All right. Thank you so much for doing this whole thing, for coming back. We we had to wait a long time for this one because last time you were on, I was like, I'm not having you back until you're on fucking Lucha Underground. I do have a quick question, though. God damn, um, who knows I take this long? I, 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 I tried asking this question like an hour ago. <laughs> have I cut you anymore. off again, Meatloaf? <laughs> have I done it again? That's the question. No, That's go ahead. Meef jumped in here gonna, like I'm I'm bad out of hell. Here, I'm going to mute us oh, so you can get in your question uninterrupted. I was going to say, am I going to see you in England? Are you going to what? See you in England. Do you ask yes. him on a date? Yes, you will. Awesome. Yes, you will. I've been talking with a couple promoters in London. I don't know how serious they are, but they've reached out to me. And uh, I would just say... Anyone in the UK who's listening, if you have any interest whatsoever in seeing me out there, uh, bring your interest in seeing me to the attention of the people who book the shows because that's how we get booked. It's the fans that bring us in. It's not really the promoters. And uh, obviously it helps with the impact distribution in the United Kingdom. I'm starting to get a lot of people in the UK reaching out to me who had never seen me or heard of me before. So I'm fairly confident that if I'm attached to something, I'll be able to draw the house and the promoter would be able to make his money back because... I'm not an idiot. You know, I haven't overly romanticized this whole thing. There's a monetary 
element to this uh, business-wise of what goes in versus what comes out, and I'm very confident that they will make a profit off of bringing me in, to be perfectly clear. You heard it. Make make pounds and quid and, and whatever kind of loonies and toonies they have over there off of off the back across. Yeah. <laughs> Get him while he's cheap. Yes, please do. Loonies and toonies. I don't know. Don't they have those in other countries? Loonies no, and toonies. Saturday mornings on TV. Canada oh, no. has loonies and toonies. Canada, oh. Canada. That's right. Because I remember um, we were at this bachelor party once in Windsor. All right, we got to go. And the girls were like. <laughs> I couldn't believe that they didn't mind when you were like, throw. Oh yeah, and they were like, "Yeah, make it rain." And I'm like, "But these are metal. Oh. This is not. This is, this feels like mean." Raining blood. Raining blood. Amazing. The girls in Windsor didn't mind. They're very quick on their toes, and they were just like, they would dodge them and catch them and do tricks and stuff wow. with them that I can't talk about here. Slot machines. No way! Whoa! Wow! Wow! Me! Oh! Get late! All right, uh, Mr. Cross. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Um, we can't. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect timing. Did we? Did we lose him, Yeah, he's, he's he's frozen like a. Ro he's robotic now. And see how ironic it is. This is the karma. Yeah. Do you, have any more, do you have any closing questions since they broke your balls about asking questions? <laughs> I know, yeah. Just get them all in now. Just load them all up. Hey, what's up, oh, guys? Wait, were we frozen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. welcome to another edition of the Mask Matson Mayhem Show. That was all of us fucked up in this episode. Enjoy, <laughs> everyone. It was great. So, anyway, Ultima Lucha is uh, in two weeks. Um, so I'm sure you'll have a little something to do with one of those episodes in there. So everyone stay tuned to that. Um, we know cause Byron was at the tapings that there's good things coming up at impact with, uh, cross and Next his week is going to be a great, show. his well-dressed friend, Mr. Moose. Moose. Does he wear anything underneath that? Um, I cannot confirm nor deny. All I can tell you is. Everyone has been asking for a team name for us. And uh, since our good friend Austin has recently departed, I would say if we had to label something for Moose and I, I would call us Money and Violence. Money and Violence? Ooh. I think you should start taping your hands up MMA style and call yourselves Moose Knuckles. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Brian Cage going to join. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. That's not going to trigger anyone. There it is. I'm going to tell Melissa you said that, Meef. I'm sure she's not. Shouldn't be looking at his moose knuckles. She'll be very oh. upset. <laughs> Byron looks at it all the time. Jesus I Christ. know. Oh, God. Did you hear him talking about Fergal Devitt earlier? Yeah. No, I I, I just I have this philosophy that oh, did, in 2018. Did he buy your Hold on. shorts? Meef. Did he okay. buy your shorts? Did Meef he buy talks me? over us all the time. I just have this philosophy that it's 2018 and that we should have the technology to have wrestling tights that don't show dicks. <laughs> I agree. You just got to watch Science Alarms and have to talk. Here's the thing, yeah. Byron. The whole wang could be out, and I probably wouldn't notice because I'm just generally not looking in that area like you are. Thank you. I just don't notice. Like, how long did it took me like 15 times to see him cross before I even knew there was writing on the back of his trunks? And then I asked him about it one time. 
And that was because somebody else was like, hey, what does that say? I don't know. You're a healthy human being. I don't look at the. I just don't notice these it's things. It's just like there's Day. certain people like like Finn and Marty the Moth who have to get certain parts photoshopped for yeah. public consumption. Now Marty the Moth was me. Marty the Moth was a little bit different because the camera was below him coming up here, and then it was all over Sports Illustrated. And I mean, he was really standing. I mean, he was really like leaning into it. And I, I mean. It's just all of the sports watching nation that saw that. I mean, they know nothing about Lucha Underground, nothing about anything until Marty's junk. Like I'm imagine somebody audience. flipping through that. They were like, you know, page to page, and they open up. Look at this guy's dick. <laughs> <laughs> like coming right off the page. Jesus. <laughs> just imagine like an exaggerated reaction. <laughs> What the uh, fuck's going on with this I mean, what's their readership? It had to be pretty much like a million people who did that. Oh, so good. <laughs> oh, Martin deserves all of it because those very chonies he put in my fucking hand after that match that night, that son of a bitch. Wet. And he sniffed him. Nasty chop. I did not. I did not. I threw them back in his face and I almost went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Lucha Underground like. champion, goddammit. He would have beat me up, but I would have fucking been proud of it. <laughs> All right. Get out of here, killer. We're going to do some other dumb shit that you don't have to be a party to. We appreciate you coming by and, and shooting the shit with us and shooting the shit with us tonight. <laughs> sorry if we caught you off guard with any of our shenanigans. He's not sorry. Is that how you say it? Shenanigans? There's, there's a G. There's four G's and an M. Yes. You and the color. And go watch that Jackie Chan movie because you would love it. The yeah. Foreigner. It's called The Foreigner, right? Yeah. yeah, I believe that's it. You would mm -hmm. actually really like that. I'm going to look it up. I've got some downtime. I'm in one time zone until the 27th, and this is kind of like a mini vacation, so I will get to this. Oh. Awesome. Well, if you're looking for some websites where you can get those kind of movies, uh, ask the Lucha Underground champ, Martin Casals, because I spent half my time on the phone with him last week teaching him how to do that. Excellent. <laughs> What? I don't know anything about that. I know. That. You don't know anything about that, do you? All right. Get out of here. We're going to go do some, you, some other stuff. Thank Take you so care. much. Appreciate Thank you, brother. You Thank you very much for having me. Until next time. I do. All right. Stay calm. Shut up, me. Wait. No, we're not ending the show yet. We're going to talk about this Lucha Underground Thanks. episode real quick. Oh, we're not going to do it for long because one, uh, one of us has to work mm. at 3 in the morning tomorrow. I'm probably going to be change. up still. Yeah. No, I have to be at work. In five hours. Let me know when you go to work so I know when to go to sleep. All right. What are you doing? Getting some, water. Getting a tasty beverage? All right. Go get your beverage. Water out of the faucet. There's a water right there. Just drink it. Don't trust the water in the tap. Although, actually, the New York water is actually not bad. No, I drink London water is terrible. Well, because London water yeah, is responsible for the plague, Meef. It literally destroyed me one day. I'm like, I will tell you that story in private. Hey, look, man, I'm just coming off of food poisoning. You see how thin I look right now? I probably lost 15 pounds in the last two days. That's a you, look, you look nearly as pale as Byron. I know. Look at these pasty pale arms. Hey, you see, no you see I've, been, I've been a little under the weather. I'm a little swollen right now. Oh, get out of here. That's what you were doing. That's not the gun show. Pillow in there. That's exactly what you were doing. Pillow in there. I wasn't showing mine off. I was well, saying no, no, that no. I'm, I'm thin right now because I have not Oh, God. Look at Little this. Little William Regal. This fucking guy.
All right. The forum. I've got I've got notes here. I'm going to read them. I'm going to talk about Lucha Underground real quick. Um, cause there's a couple of interesting things in this episode, mostly the Jake strong thing at the beginning, I think is the biggest, uh, who didn't catch it. It was the news to me. If you didn't catch it, uh, the quote was Cueto, this isn't your temple anymore. It's mine. I saw that on, um, truth or dare. Oh yeah. Where he changes the face and everything. So this yeah. was a roach thing. Roach wrote this. Thing. I think roach wrote that. Well, clearly, clearly, it was a good idea. I think Roach wrote it. Um, Cross is not the only giant white guy that may be a god of some kind. I think that Strong may have some deeper Aztec implications than one might have thought when he debuted uh, hanging out with the mechanic and famous B. I think that's the moral of the story. So basically, uh, how big of a get would that have been if famous B was able to actually lock? A god into a contract. God into a contract. Well, I mean, he did for an episode. But you're able to break a contract by breaking his ankle. That's a bad contract. The famous B doesn't have the best luck because Sammy Guevara also broke his contract with Famous B this week. And of the three that Famous B brought in, yeah, I would have thought that B might have had a chance with Sammy Guevara. You would think, but I guess when your contract is that thick, you need to fill with a lot of words, and some of those words were. This contract could be broken by throwing it into a trash can. I mean, so here's the here's the big question. I'm going to just jump right to the Sammy Guevara part since we're already talking about it. Um, he's pretty much universally a heel every other place that he is. And just in baby wrestling. Yeah, he is way over at Lucha Underground. Mm -hmm. I think that the crowd there really appreciated him coming in, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that stylistically mm -hmm. and character wise he made the most sense out of the americans that were getting brought in this season to a lot of people well he's a luchador it's i think it's debatable but he's i i consider him he wrestles a lucha style he's more i will say this he's more of a luchador than tjp i'll say this the latino fans at lucha underground accepted him yeah more mm -hmm. than a lot of other people but that that edge that he has that makes him heal that cockiness whatever it is but that well edge. i think it's also because people knew high spots were coming too yeah that's yeah oh that's yeah. great especially with all the weros yeah and i, I feel want, i feel like everyone wanted spots. to let the bosses know that this was a guy that we wanted to keep so it kind of de facto turned him face you know, and even the people who boo him mercilessly at PWG and bar wrestling and other mm -hmm. places in town that show up at Lucha Underground were cheering him at Lucha Underground. But Lucha Underground is a heel centric, yeah, uh, place. I don't think that I don't think that this face turn was originally planned for him either. I think him getting over in the dark matches, and I'd love to ask DJ mm -hmm. about this. I, I don't know that he was originally slated to be in this spot with Sonny yeah. and Evie. There's a few, there's a few, I mean, knowing stuff went down, there's a few um, instances where you, you could see like with Sammy, a little bit of a change in direction late in the season, like now. Right. Um, and also in your conversations with DJ, cause he won't talk to me. Um, you, um, you know, oh. he's expressed a, a lot of like, this guy was so awesome. I wish we used him more or, you know, this, 
talent was, I wish we exported this talent more on the show. Um, and it just, it makes me personally a lot more, a lot more excited for season five because hopefully we get to see that. Yes. I, I will say this. Um, I wish that they had been able to use Sammy Guevara in AR Fox's spot, the spot that they kind of gave to Son of Havoc. I feel oh. like they could have done, I think they could have done more and better with Son of Havoc this season. And I think Sammy Guevara in that spot with a kill shot feud um, would have worked better. Oh, we have a great comment from the chat room. Uh, the expert, one of the expert of the chat room, uh, Zero Cool Six Six Six, says Justin gets any paler. Byron gonna be the only brother left. <laughs> <laughs> That's solid. I like that word. That is. I I have not seen a whole lot of sunlight recently. That is true. I am. <laughs> look, look my arm. Arms. My arm really is like up here. That is Byron. That is whiter than Byron. That is. Oh my god. That's Hold more on. translucent than Hold me. On a second. Is this a whole? Are you getting uncomfortable? First of all, first of all, it's like that vitiligo thing that Michael Jackson had almost. That's crazy. Your arms look a little small, but I don't want to embarrass you, so I'm going to keep that sweatshirt right. on. No, it's okay. The thing is, I'm actually part black. That's the best part. And I'm this pale. Which part is black, Meef? Don't answer well, that. Well, the mannequin. <laughs> the mannequin part. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. Um, all right, so. That, that makes a lot of sense, though, because uh, Son of Havoc, going back to the trios, storyline-wise, feels like a step backwards. Like, he had this great hero's journey to challenge for the championship. And, um, and you know, now he's back on, on a trios team that he wasn't even a part of. Right. Well, let's be honest. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't the plan. The, yeah, the AR Fox AR Fox was supposed to be there, y'all. There was a whole this different plan. plan. Yeah. yeah, he was there the first weekend, as as Ev Dub has said on this show. He was not medically cleared. Um, he couldn't go, and they changed on the fly. And I just and I don't think Sammy Guevara was on the roster then. I don't think he was there the first weekend, was he? I think he was there. Maybe he was. I Maybe he was, was. But I just don't. I just don't know that that was the plan. So. No, we saw they, at that time they might not have known how to. They might not have been able to trust him in that position. If you know what I mean, they know with some of Havoc. Right. It's, yeah. So I agree. Sort of Havoc yeah, this no. season, what I would have kind of liked to have seen done with him was more kind of the vignette style thing. Yeah, that is. That him is. going back, going back to the um, the the motorcycle club to see why they sent someone after him, all that sort of stuff. Well, and I, you know, I think that there's two approaches with with the son of havoc character, they're either going to have to really go full sons of anarchy and get into that biker storyline, or they need to go back to like some of the stuff with him and Masquerita and start playing him more as a comedy character. This in between mid Carter thing doesn't work to me. I, I don't, I mean, I, I think, um, I think, uh, yeah, you know, to, to ruin cafe, I think Matt cross is a great performer. I think his natural charisma lends him to that masquerade stuff, to that lovable comedic type uh, performance where he gets to use his high spots, pop a crowd, and you right. Know, and under the hood, it. under the hood, I think he can pull off the comedy stuff. Whereas yeah. out of the hood, I don't think it befits Matt Cross at all. I think it's great yeah. though on Son of Havoc, and Son I think they Havoc can is... totally get away with it because the whole thing's a bit of a lark. It's funny. Yeah, but. 
it's comedy, but serious at the same time. It's not like it's not over the top comedy. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, he's playing the straight man. And like his yeah. stuff with even his evil East stuff at, at the very beginning, yeah. there was a bit of humor that you couldn't get away from with, with their dynamic. Right. It was awkward. She's the badass chick and she's almost more badass than he is. Yeah. He's she was a almost doof in a mask. She was more badass than Sammy too. when she was, or Jeremiah. Right. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, but when you, but when you see Son of Havoc in programs with more edge, like I think what they're trying to do with Son of Madness, or um, even like his Pentagon Dark Match, which we've talked about is uh, one of my least just, favorites of all time. Yeah, it doesn't seem to mesh ideally. <laughs> there's something. There's something that can be yeah, done. Trying to give some edge. Trying to give. Yeah. All right. So here's my question for you guys. Is there anyone who understood, even after the Jake Strong going into the office thing, is there anyone that comprehended what the fuck is going on with the Gift of the Gods title right now? Uh, Was this not the weirdest, most convoluted half a fucking hot shot ever? Like having the same match twice. We're gonna have the same. We're gonna have the same match twice now. We've got a week to set up more Gift of the God shit. Like, really, is a is a shorter season really getting us to this point now where we're hot-shotting storylines like this to the point where they don't even make sense for the normal process of how the Gift of the Gods is won? Well, it makes sense to me, but I don't think they communicated. Uh, like, I think that it makes sense for the purpose of Antonio putting on the show, <laughs> um, but they didn't communicate the points. So... It doesn't make sense. But what are the, the points? I but mean, it makes sense because you're putting on your big show, so you want to have a Gift of the Gods uh, match. So he's just going to expedite because he does whatever he wants. He's going to give out the medallions to whatever. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Or, you know, you know, have people, whatever he's going to do. He's the fucking Oprah Winfrey of Lucha Libre now. You get an Aztec medal. You get an Aztec medal. You but get an Aztec medal. That's part of the heelist, heel uh, nature of of the owner of the runners of the temple both of them um or both maybe the same person i don't know uh where they they buck tradition you know uh but i i think that he wants to put on a good show um he wants more violence so he wants this and you know doesn't have time to put on all the matches so fuck it he's gonna do his gimmick that he likes where he likes to have everyone fight before they fight and like i get that he so did what, the same so thing what are you gonna say Meef? I was gonna say like the thing is is what you could what you should have done was have like maybe like this as a match just a random thing for Jake Strong to show how strong he is and destroy people like they kind of did, but not mention the gift of the gods until after the match and go you know what let's do this next week for the gift of the gods rather than going this is the gift of the gods thing and then going this is the gift of the gods next week you, you might as well just do the match this week. But I I think I think <laughs> if he says I want a gift of the gods match. And I'm just going to rush it. So here we go. I think if he says that, I think they could have gotten, honestly, I think they could have gotten in the medallion matches in the last few episodes. Yeah, Yeah, they could have. And I also think that an opportunity was missed because honestly, that last weekend of tapings was only two days. They should have just done a third day. Yeah. Could Could it have really blown the budget that much? Could they have not shaved the budget enough to get a third day in that last weekend? Or could they have not gotten two more episodes out of the season 
I don't know. I mean, maybe yeah. they really couldn't. You know, sometimes budgets are that hard and fast, but it just seemed weird to me that they get to the last weekend. There's only two days, and then we're doing stuff like this, where we're hot shutting these stories this way, um, where clearly it needs a little time to develop. Clearly, there's something bigger going on with Jake Strong now that mm-hmm. that they've been leading to. Um, either more foresight or planning should have been used to get us to this moment and get the gift of the gods back into play appropriately. I know like the whole Marty thing had to happen the way it happened for big surprise. And, you know, after Dadge had his, his awesome run with it, which was great. You wanted that to play as long as it did. Mm-hmm. And you <laughs> seeing him fall short is one of the reasons why I love DJ. <laughs> Just like, yeah, we're going to build everyone up and think this guy's going all the way to Ultima Lucha with this thing. And then yeah, three quarters through. Nope. <laughs> Love I love everything about Dad's uh, Dragon S. Tekken Juniors. I think though, to your point, also when you're telling the story and you're going to do something, like you have a, a a beat, you have a moment that matters. In order to make it matter, it needs to not be the same thing as six other things. So when Quato is giving Strong a medallion, not earned. Um, but what, even what what does that mean? Because he did it to six other people. Right, but even in the office, it's weird. They're like having the conversation. It's like, yeah, I know you're this and this, so I give you this medal, and then he hands it back, but then he doesn't say fuck you to the medal. Like, I'm, I'm not even understanding what's going on. And that, then yeah. two seconds later, Antonio's at the ring, and then there's all the medals in the belt. Like, now, th- that, now that you bring that up, that is a great point because he gave it back. Which right. means he turned it down. And then Antonio goes through his whole speech about, oh, seven is not a lucky number. And then it's going to be six. And then Jake wins the match, um, which completely fucks up the re-debut of Dante Fox, which also pissed me off. I still think they should have had him win that. And then Or put him in a different match. Whatever. Yeah, it's like you finally get the guy back, and this is what we do with him. Fuck. I mean, I know all his storylines are gone, but let's just give him a one-off match with somebody and let him fucking do his thing, please. He could have walked in that day and won the title, and everyone would have been... Everyone, I mean, after after what he did in season three, Dante Fox could do no wrong except to get put into a shitty seven way match that lasted three and a half seconds. Everyone loves him so much, and they hate that Jack Swagger came in and they're and he's beating all the luchadors. And now he came in and he beat a debuting AR Fox. Yeah, that was a dick move. Well, yeah, if you want to get some heel heat on him, that was definitely a good way to go. Man, did you see Vic at the end where Vic? Everyone's doing the strong thing and Vic's doing this. And then as soon as strong turns around, Vic's like. <laughs> that shit was fucking genius. Watch it closely. Vic's like the second guy over next to little Rosis right in the front row in the bleachers. You'll see. Just watch that shit. It's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to make of a lot of this episode. It's a little bit of a hot mess. The kill shot Mac thing was great, but obviously it's a fucking, it's a you know a weird go home before the pay per view kind of match where nothing yeah. real is going to happen. Yeah, what's the match matter? But it didn't matter at all. And then you have a run in from from Mill and a run in from Son of Havoc, and then Mill even destroys Son of Havoc, and everybody is just getting destroyed. But for three and a half seconds, kill shot kill shot versus Mac was fucking lit, and then. It left me at the end of it going, oh, wait, that's not the Ultima Lucha match. Fuck. That's the one I want to be the Ultima Lucha match. I want it to be Killshot versus Mac. And I'd actually, I would love for it to be Mill versus Son of Havoc. 
those would have been the better matches to me. And of course, we didn't get there, but and I feel like the real beef is between even though they built up the mask versus mask thing, I get it. I get what they're doing. One of these guys has to lose their mask. Um, I think you guys probably all realize who most likely it will be. But seriously, Mac versus Killshot, there's got to be there. That should have been the way to resolve that storyline. Even the hair versus mask as well with that one because of Mac's immaculate hair. That would have been dope. Afro yeah. versus mask. That would have been a first. Oh. No one's ever done an Afro versus mask. Ma- DJ, are you listening to this? You could have done Afro versus mask. The best, the best mask match of all time. I don't want to see Mac lose his Afro. Nobody does. $20,000 a year. I'm available. That's I mean, and they could have played that the whole season with his big, you know, Afro power piece pick. They could have played it up the whole season. That could have been a that missed opportunity right there. Why don't we start our own? Uh, no, I don't America. want to. I'm just going to quit watching wrestling altogether now because that is the biggest missed opportunity of all time. It's weird it's because we're just fans with a podcast, and Out of the Blue came up with that incredible idea. You would think. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, there's a lot of stress in the job, and you overlook things. You know, well, me if is defending them. I, I personally think that. Um, no, I think that that's a major. Like I've called, I've called out the writers on a couple of things before, but I've never, I've never said before that they really, really missed an opportunity. But do you think that? Never agreed to read this much. Uh, but what about the program Mac versus Mill? Like that's a good program for them. I mean, <laughs> we've seen the Mac versus Cage thing. It's the same. It's the same kind of thing, really, isn't it? I get it. It's not terrible, but you can't tell me that. Didn't they run with that the whole season? Yeah. That's all it's they've done big, all season. Two big, big lads going at it. That's all it is, isn't it? It gave I Mac a chance to say the f word on national television. Yeah, but they didn't air it when he called Johnny Mundo another word. But if it had been kill shot, what could he have gotten away with then? Oh, they could have said it. Then. Listen, you ain't taking my hair. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Willie would have rolled with that all day. That would have been good shit. Mac is the shit, by the way, and he just started on Impact. I saw him against Rich Swan. He got like all the offense in the match. He is awesome, and he is only going to get, you know, people are going to notice. He's got to get that X Division title. They understand that, don't they? Like if they're... Yeah, I mean, if he is not the X Division champion, like... Forget Samoa Joe. Willie Mack is the guy that breaks the mold. Like, it's not even Cage. It's not Samoa Joe. Willie Mack is designed to be an X Division champion. He legit moves like a luchador. What's that mean? You need to put the X Division title, you always need to put on a guy. Like you said, Willie Mack's the ultimate example. Um, You need to put on a guy or a girl, I suppose, who can link both ways. So they can go down and wait. But they can go. Wait, you want a girl that goes both ways to go down? What are you saying? <laughs> right, I've, I've right. missed this whole thing. Yeah. All right, me. He's going no, a little, I just say, he's going a little you put it blue, the as they say. You put it on the Mac, and the Mac can wrestle the lighter guys, and he can wrestle the bigger guys, and that's the whole point of the X Division. Yes. So he's believable yeah. in both senses. He can he do is. both things. And, it's, and it's I kind of like, I like a little bit of what they're doing with Cage with it, but I feel like. Part of the problem with Cage doing that instead of Willie Mack is they're not deep enough with cruiserweights right now. Like, and and Cage should be having weird four-way matches with a bunch of different, you know, guys flying at him from all different directions and weird shit happening. 
Uh, with Willie Mack, I don't feel like you need that necessarily. Bring back Shark Boy. Yeah, for real. Shark Boy was. Um, what else do I want to say about this this match? Yeah, so that over the top rope thing, uh, I gotta say, I like the direction that they're going with Jake Strong. Don't get me wrong, there. Like, I am much more com- uh, comfortable with the entire Jake Strong thing with him not just being a white guy that walked in off the street and destroying everybody, and that there is actually some story behind it. He's a god. He's the limo guy. Yeah. Um, In case anyone didn't get it. (laughs) And I do love that the the promo that he cut, you know, because when Jake talks, he's such a nice guy. Yeah. He's like the nicest guy in the world. And they actually did a pretty good job of making him look mean and tough, you know, even with his mild uh, speech affectation and everything. But he's. You mean his list? Yes. He's such a nice dude, though. And like every time I hear him talk, I just want. I'm like, oh, it's Jake. He's so nice. No, he's awesome. Like, I just think Jake Hagar, nice guy. (laughs) It's like the cute puppy that bites your hand. Well, in this case, he might be. I mean, with his. It's mine. Ah. Um, what the hell else happened on this episode? Anything? Oh, Eve Samlicious. We talked about um, uh, Sammy G coming in, but now the, it's no longer uh, Eve Jolicious. It's Eve Samlicious. Or is it a Samlicious Eve Samlicious? Well, it's topical because our guest like took out Joey Ryan last week, right? Yeah. And yeah. now they need a new partner. That's why I didn't want to bring it up in front of him because now if we bring it up, he's probably going to go after Sammy G. Oh. Um. Yeah, so they just bought Sammy G. Apparently, if you have a contract, Famous B has a contract, that means his people can't be in tag matches with other people. His contracts are weird. I mean, I would just think that, you know, he would just get the money from it. Or maybe that would make the other two beholden to him as well. Like, that's what I would have done if I was Famous B. I would have not said, you can't wrestle with these two people. I would have said, no, no, he can wrestle with you, but now you two people have to be under my contract if you want him. It's almost as if his contract was just like a cover letter on a stack of blank pieces of paper, and he was just personally insulted that his friend was hanging out with other people now. Yeah. Do they give law degrees from that Phoenix that place? You, Byron? Is that what you do, Byron? Do you start <laughs> handing out those? Contracts to my friends? Yeah, when they start hanging out with other people. It is. We call it Byron-Tibetanism. Uh, Oh, no, he gives you money. That's it, doesn't he? He gives you wads of money. He does pay. I don't have any money. I live in New York. Oh, and then so the last match was Mundo versus Strong. Mundo versus Strong is a good match. That's a match that everyone's been kind of waiting to see. And you got to see it. Yeah. But no build. Nothing really at stake. But it was good. It was a good, it was a good match. Absolutely what I expected. And I mean, and we're we're in a week where you want to have something exciting, but that really doesn't affect anything for Ultima Lucha. I don't know if it's the impact stuff, but I feel weird seeing Johnny Mundo take a clean loss. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Byron's melancholy about it. In, in, in a match with no context, it yeah, makes no sense. It's like for me. A lot of it, like, especially... But don't you think he's going to win an Ultima Lucha, so now's the time for it? Well, that's what Cobb said. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, he said it. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it would be weird if he can't beat one god, but he could beat the other god. Is Mundo a god, but like a demigod? I don't think Mundo's a god, but that, that raises an interesting question. So maybe he needs some kind of help to beat a god. Maybe this is telling him something. 
Well, he has sound effects. Isn't he? He does have sound. He has sound effects. Matanza may or may not be weakening. I don't know. Matanza is stronger than ever. You I, st- I think that this should be. No. <laughs> I think that this should put Johnny Mundo on fair notice to get off his island searching for idols, to stop worrying about the belts that he holds in other promotions like Impact, yeah. and to to focus on the fact that he's got a big challenge in front of him at Ultima Lucha, and that maybe he should not just think about being a great wrestler, and that maybe he should get some help. Maybe he should. Maybe he should pay off Cueto for some. Well, no, that won't work because it's Matanza. He should, he should kind yeah. of look for an artifact that might help him. So you think something? There might be an artifact out there somewhere hidden in the world that he could possibly use to help him fight. I mean, bombs. I would go to the library. I would start reading up on Aztec mythology. Should he get PG Black to help him? No, <laughs> no, because we like the Darewolf, and we don't want to see the Darewolf get hurt in this whole thing. He has nothing to do. He with hasn't this. been sacrificed, has he? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> it is mostly by just keeping his head down and not coming to the ring at the to, wrong time. Trying to sacrifice himself by jumping out of a plane. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. trying to sacrifice Stop himself. breaking your ankles so we can watch you on TV. Well, you know, you, he's doing those lifting competitions like Cross and stuff. Oh, yeah, so that's cool. Anyway, um, that's it for this match. So Ultima Lucha 4, we've got – man, can I read that? Is that Tauros? That's the Tauros – the trios. Oh. We've got – Tauros. Oh, Taurus. Eve Samlicious. This is I am so conflicted by this match, by the way, because these are like nine of my favorite performers in Lucha Underground. You've got the Eve Samlicious team, you've got the Reptile Tribe that everybody knows I love. And now you've got no. the Yeah, now you've no, got the freaking rabbits. Um uh, what is it? Like is that our rap? That's the that's rabbit that's, tribe. I don't know if that's rabbit tribe dark though. That's what I like to call that's these rabbit guys. rabbit tribe dark. That's Paul London does that. Yeah, and Paul London used to do that with rat, rabbit tribe white that's original so rabbit tribe. Mm. You just got to do the rabbit teeth thing. What's this that? is rabbit tribe dark. This is TikTok exactly. time. Yeah, anyway, red carrots. So um, you know, cross London and Torito is. Definitely one of my favorite trios of all times. Yeah, Torito's yeah. a bad motherfucker. But fucking Daga, Cobra Moon, and Jeremiah? Are you kidding me? They're bad motherfuckers too. Hey, you know what's cool about this though? We might actually get to see uh, Sammy Callahan and Kevin Cross in the ring at the same time. Under different gimmicks. Sorry, kayfabe. Wrong, wrong names. We might get to see the White Rabbit and Jeremiah Zombie Crane, Je- Jeremiah Snake, in the ring at the same time. Yeah. That could be interesting. Um, I'm super excited about this. Actually, out of all of these matches, this is one of the ones I'm most excited about. Um, and I have heard directly from Cobra Moon that she is pulling out new tricks for this match. That she has gone to her Aztec manual and figured out some new things that she can do. So... I'm looking forward to this match a lot. This should be good. Plus, with Sammy G in the mix now, no fucking telling what that dumbass kid's gonna do. Well, there's there's just a combination of there's a combination of new and old in there, and you know every single one is gonna want to show out and and really prove themselves. Yeah, you know, I almost like, honestly, I almost feel bad for the White Rabbit having to come in to this match too because so much of the talent in this match is over. Mm-hmm. Like EXO, man, you yeah. think EXO is over? Wait till Ultima Lucha. Oh God, EXO is yeah. EXO is the Dante Fox of this season. Is the breakout star this year, hands down. 
I'd love to say it's cross. I'd love to say it's strong. A lot of other, no, it is absolutely 110% exolicious. Mm. Sunny kiss is the breakout star this season. Hands down wins that award. Wins he wins the Dante Fox breakout award. <laughs> That's what we're gonna call it from now on. It's the Dante yeah. Fox award. Dante Fox does not win it this year for himself. Yeah, his, he's 0 and 1. What a loser. Fucking lame. Oh. All right. So then we got Taya versus Ricky Mandel. I refuse to call him Ricky Mundo. Do Ricky, I have to call him Ricky Mundo? Ricky Mundo. Ricky Mundo. Did you see the way they build it? They build it. They build it as Taya Mundo versus Ricky Mundo. With Rosa. Rosa got a graphic. For I Lucha. saw that. Rosa got a graphic yeah. for the Graph. Now we have to figure out. Did Vinny get one? Vinny got one this year, didn't he? Damn it! I want to find the one Lucha Underground performer that never got one, so we can rub it in their face that a fucking doll got one and they didn't. Hernandez. Hernandez didn't get one. Oh, Sean. Oh, baby nuts. I'm oh, so sorry. The no, doll I, got one and you didn't. I bet he got one. Wow, we'll have to look. Let's back pretend he that. didn't. Let's pretend did. he didn't because that's great. If baby nuts didn't get one. Baby nuts. Um, He's killing it in Impact, by the way. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. So mask versus mask, which should be Afro versus mask, but it's not. We got uh, Killshot versus Son of Havoc, the SOH. Why doesn't he call himself the SOH? <clears throat> yeah. And he should have all his trousers on a jacket like Stone Cold. See, that's what I do you mean, expect from this match? Do you think this will be good? This is either going to be really, really good or it's going to be a, a stinker. Uh I'm just I'm conflicted because of what I was talking about earlier. I don't think Son of Havoc meshes well with characters or matches with an edge in them. Yeah, but if this was just Matt Cross versus Shane Strickland headlining some indie, you would expect it to be fire. Yeah, yeah, it'd be all over the place. Yeah, they. I mean, yeah, I think they could. I think they can pull something out here, and I think the fact that you have some real anticipation with the ending here to see who's going to lose the mask. That's a big deal, losing a mask. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk more about that because I think that this this actually has some impact on the direction that Lucha Underground is going to go in general from here. I think this match is going to tell you a lot about what Lucha Underground really is and can be. Um, two out of three falls. You could not pick two better wrestlers for a two out of three falls match. I don't know why every single match has to be fucking gimmicked. But if they all do, and one of them has to be a two out of three falls match, Dragon Azteca Jr. versus Phoenix is absolutely the fucking one. Those are the only two guys right now that I would really want to see do this. Oh, my God. In this roster. I'm already exhausted. Like, my neck is going to be, like, and crooked from watching. I'm here fly. to tell you guys, I've seen this match. It's stiff as fuck. I, it's stiff. When did you see the match? At the taping. It's gonna. Sh it's on TV. What I saw the live version. Weeks. I'm just telling people it's stiff. I'm Are not gonna spoilers? tell you anything about the ending. It's fucking stiff. Spoilers. You've never seen Phoenix like this. You've never seen Phoenix it's like kicks. this. Kicks, kicks and knees. Phoenix dark. Me, I cannot. Meef, you weren't there. No, I cannot wait, me, for you to see this. I'm telling everybody, this is the best presentation of Phoenix. Yeah. Period. And this match is just a non-stop showcase for it. And Dragon Azteca is the perfect person to be on the receiving end of it. The only person that could have pulled this off besides him is Daga. I mean, it's it's the most purest Lucha mass, yeah. uh, match on the card. But it's, it's totally different than anything you would see in Mexico. You would not yeah. see this match in Mexico because they're doing 
like Japanese strong style mixed with Lucha Libre mixed with Lucha Underground style wrestling. It's a totally different world. Um, I don't, I'm not even going to say that it necessarily is my favorite match at Ultima Lucha either, but it's mm-hmm. pretty awesome. All right. I thought you were going to say, I'm not even going to say who's going to win. No, I'm not going to do that either. <laughs> Deathmatch, Mill versus Mac. I'll tell you who wins this one. <laughs> the fans. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> um, again, I so would have rather this been Mac versus Killshot somehow at the end here and Son of Havoc versus Mill, but take what we can get i'm a little bit disappointed now that you brought up mask versus afro to be honest but aside from that i'm excited to see mill and mac mainly because um mac can take everything that mill can dish out and so you know mill can go full speed and mac uh i'm very happy to see him mix it up um and go toe-to-toe with one of like you know new japan has their top four right and Mill is one of the top four. But is he still without Katrina? I mean, that's the one thing that nobody's really talking about. Without Katrina, is Mill still at the top of the game? Does that not? It's just not been in the the TV show. It's not made a deal of it whatsoever, really. I mean, that's a good point. She's died. No one's cared. No no, no one's really asked where she is. Well, but I, I no, think it. There was a body outside. Why? Why was there? You know I mean, they, legitimately, someone would have found a body if she's dead. Maybe. Uh, okay. Now this is where if. But we don't know. We don't know how far her and Melissa ran when they had that fight, or where they were having that fight. Hold it on. could have been blocks and blocks away. It could have been over in Skid Row. This is where if the Lucha Gringo were still coming on the podcast, he would bring up who? The Lucha Gringo, Casey. Oh, he would bring Dang. up. If Gabe were on the show, the Lucha Gringo, he would specifically bring up how once the fight was over, Mill would have found Katrina's dead body, brought it back to his lair, and then he wouldn't be missing her anymore anyway. Oh, yeah, she's- with her dead body? He would have done that? Oh, maybe she's on the shrine. Maybe oh. she's like slumped on the shrine now. All right, uh, Mave, don't make a graphic. Look, I'm just putting the images in there. he could still love her, Oh, and, and you know, oh. maggots included. All right, oh, no, oh, oh. Look, look, let's you, not talk. Like you look. know how to prevent maggots. You put, you know, keep in a chilled, and then you, oh, you, yeah, know, you know what to do. Me, Jeffrey Dahmer taught us anything about you two. This see, <laughs> this is cutting new show commentary. <laughs> this is like. Black people don't understand these things. We don't do mass murder and bodies in the trunks. We don't. Oh, we don't get I these things. I don't. I I've have no response. I have no culturally appropriate response to you. <laughs> I mean, man. All right. Anyway, Wait. I think I th- personally, I think Mac has an advantage because Mill without Jackson shoots a dude right in the trunk and like puts a body in there. And who writes those movies? Quentin Tarantino, a crazy white dude. But he says the N-word, so he's like unofficially a black person, right? Quentin Tarantino is not an unofficial black person. Sam Jackson <laughs> let Quentin Tarantino come to a couple of the movies because he was like, this motherfucker paid me like $4 million to say that shit. How happy are you got to do your Sam Jackson voice? No, I was more happy about the Morgan Freeman. <laughs> what, about, what about Tehana? Can we bring Tehana? Tonight, Killer Cross is going to kill a man. 
Um, what a why is famous B keeping Tejano, Tejano and, yeah, and Dr. Wagner at Mexican house shows? That's the joke. That's a totally a DJ <laughs> joke because that is literally what they were doing that weekend. Instead of being at Lucha Underground, they were literally at some shit awful house show complaining and bitching. Tejano was losing his goddamn mind. Oh, man. It was like the worst thing ever. And I think literally DJ handed that to be on a piece of paper right before he walked out the curtain. And it was just like, you have to say this because it's hilarious. Because it's no, so. No, Dorian did it. Dorian did it. No, it was the visa thing. It had yeah. nothing to do with anybody. Like, believe me, Dor- Oh, Dorian wrote it? Saying it. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think Dorian did it because I think Dorian did not want them to be thinking about the fact that they were at some shitty house show instead of Lucha Underground. They're like shitting in a bucket before they're. Yeah, Dorian's probably like, oh my God, we got to book them up here on something else soon or else we're going to have some problems. Um, All right. So, and then then we have a sacrifice to the gods match with. uh, Mundo, because you have to put a little lift in it. You, if you put a little lift in it, Spanish list, well, it's, Spanish it's, 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 it's list, not, not Jake Strong list. It's, it's European Spanish, isn't it? So, yeah, you got a lot more uh, sacrifice through the gods kind of thing. What is this show becoming? Um, Mundo, yeah, so Mundo versus Matanza. That's going to be interesting because Mundo, because one of these guys is very athletic, then the other guy is Matanza. I would. Say, uh, <laughs> see I mean, what I did there? The little thing. I don't know. It's just Mundo is going to have to find a way to outsmart Matanza. And <laughs> I can't keep a straight face. <laughs> finish, finish the sentence, Byron. Finish the sentence. And that's not going to be hard. Go on, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I hope nobody listens to this show this late in the podcast. There's no way I can keep K Fame on that one. It's just not possible. See, this is when it's better when because normally this is the point. This is what you would normally see at this point in the show. Byron would be on his own camera and he'd be talking, and you guys would all of a sudden see this. I'm not here. And then what happens is that's me completely laughing and breaking off camera and letting Byron still do his thing. <laughs> but since he's right fucking here, I can't do that. So <laughs> I'm sorry. It had to be. I mean, if you guys have read like even three of our DMs, you'd know just why that's so fucking funny. All right. So Mundo needs to outsmart Matanza. Go yeah, ahead. That's only, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's his. That's his chances of you know if he hopes to win the match, which it's a long shot because Matanza is a god How and so much stronger. Man, if if Kevin Cross hadn't come on the show and broken like some real news earlier, this show would be such a fucking farce. <laughs> so amazing. There's nothing on this piece of paper that makes any sense, by the way. It's chicken scratch. It's totally chicken scratch. What's KM's shot? All right. Uh, let me see. Uh, Sierra Meadow match for the title. Huh? What? You're breaking up a bit. What, what, oh, what, in a percentage, what chances do you rate uh, Mondo being able to outsmart Matanza? 
on an intellectual level. Um, has anyone witnessed Johnny Mundo tie his own shoes? No. Uh, well, I assume he does, and I think that would. I thought they were slip on booties. Oh, well. Johnny Mundo has made. I one will say film, this though, and he's making a second film, and I know that um, while objectively, I, and and he said this, like making movies is a dumb thing, and I've done it, and it is a dumb thing, but you have to be really smart okay. to be able to do it. And that was the, that was the smart part of that promo. Here's my problem: How long has that guy been wrestling? Mundo, sixteen years. Yeah. How does he not know where the hard camera is? That's super annoying now. On the second day of tapings in this particular location. There's two hard cameras. Well, he couldn't them. find one of them. <laughs> how do you cut a promo the entire wrong direction about how smart you are when you can't find the fucking hard camera and you've been wrestling for 16 goddamn years? And there's a jib. And, oh, this fucking guy. Anyway, I'm sorry. Anyway, there's yeah. just There's a lot of targets to hit. So... We've established pretty. We've pretty much given away the entire match at this point. DJ, don't don't hold us to that NDA thing. We're moving on. Cobb already ruined it. Cobb totally ruined it. Anyway, <laughs> and if and if we haven't spoiled enough of exactly how it's going to happen at this point, then you're really not paying attention to the show. He doesn't care. He only works three days a week. Um, all right. So, Cerro Miedo match um, with Martin Marty the Moth Martinez Casaus. Yeah. Your Lucha Underground champion, my Lucha Underground champion, damn it. He's our Lucha Underground champion. Versus some irrelevant luchador whose time has passed. He was like a, he was like an opening match guy for AAA a few years ago. Right? What's this other guy's name? Uh, Pentagon Pork? The, de- the Dark Dragon. The Dark Dragon, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Clearly no chance against Martin Casals, um, who is... Powered by his... Uh, supported by his new sidekick who helps him win... And she is going to be around for a long time. They have a very tight bond. Yes. We know that Martin and the the moth and the spider have the insect tribe united, <laughs> and let let no man or promotion tear them asunder. So, any, for anybody who is completely under a rock, Chelsea Green, who plays Reclusa, who currently. is currently helped. Uh, Martin Casals win the Lucha Underground Championship has signed to WWE Performance Center Developmental NXT World, um, which is great because she absolutely deserves it. And honestly, I was surprised she showed up at Lucha Underground and not there right then when yeah. Cross was supposed to go. I thought she was supposed to go, and I don't think she would have ever come back then. Um, but she's gone. She gone. She's currently doing. House show circuits for NXT. I've heard a couple of different things about her contract. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to ask Evie Dub about it, but I don't want to send the man through a fucking roof. Mm. Um, but she may be the test case for people breaking the contract to go to WWE. Now, there's all sorts of weird precedent here, and I don't know exactly what her contract is, but I don't imagine she'd be in a storyline at the top of the program if they didn't think they were going to have her back for season five. She comes in and is influential in the new champ winning and then has a huge match with the face of Lucha Underground. 
Right. And is inserted into as in a managerial role uh, or sidekick role into the main event of their WrestleMania show. And they're not going to give a fuck if she goes on another show before their Lucha Underground. I can't show airs. I can't imagine that they feel good about it right now. I gotta imagine that Evie Dub probably has some choice words about it that I cannot wait to ask him. I almost want I almost want to ask him now while he's still really hot about it, but then I don't want him to get himself in trouble, so I feel like I should wait a week. We should um you know what I like doing is I like um yourself. I like having uh guests, our friends, people who are friendly with us on, and then um and then uh, right before we ask them to promote the shows they're on, we ask them if they were supposed to be Jake Strong. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think I'm going to get a receipt for that? That yeah. was the, that was the most it. expensive question I ever asked because all of these fucking veneers I'm going to have to get replaced. Okay? You and me got death warrants from Cross, which is it, – it welcome change of pace. But look, he's liking he, tweets about the show right now. Yeah. That's good. Usually it's me that he's after. <laughs> he said he was going to kill you because you were saying all that stuff about him when he wasn't on the show. Yeah, that was some really not smart. Why is – hold on. Josh Patterson, you motherfucker. First of all, you're drunk. We know that. You say I look old. You look you like a old. piece of shit. I mean, look, next to me, who looks younger? See, you got us both in the same place. Clearly, I look a solid ten years younger than Byron, right? Okay. First of all, you're wearing you you wear a hat that hides the, the crow's feet, and put makeup on. Hide, you put makeup on. No, it's no. There's no makeup. It's hiding all. You can see no, freckles. It's yeah. I don't put makeup on. Puts makeup on. Hides all of yeah. your gray hairs. Look, how many gray hairs do you see? It's not that bad. I have some. I have some too. Well, hey, you work in TV. You know, you're you're bound to, you know, shave. You're not yourself. even working in TV right now. I'm the one that actually has to get up in I have to be at four work hours. in four hours. I not get up in four hours. I have I, to get up in three. I have to be at work in four hours. Yeah, I earned this over like the last ten months of working in Florida. I was at And what were your what were your days like? How many hours did you do a day? Um, what? Ten or eleven? The video of them kicking you out of your little room, you literally on the DM to us going, yeah, fuck this, all day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm on this show fucking around on my phone. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I would be at the house on average six to eight hours a day, but then there's the time you work afterwards. Oh, six to eight hours on, on set a day. No, but then there's the hours that you work afterwards at home trying to sort stuff out. And then there's, you know, I still have to do those even after my 15 hour shoot days. Towards the end, I was doing 12 hour day minimums. Also, there's the nightmares. Oh, there's the nightmares. Just, Justin, can you and just play then, him some violin music? The world's smallest violin playing just for him. It's bigger than his penis. I don't need to tell you guys about me. At least I can see my penis, you son of a bitch. You haven't seen yours in two decades. Oh, wow. What? I get to look at my tits. My tits are worse. <laughs> <laughs> you got me on that one. There's 10 million things I was going to talk about tonight. I'm not going to do it. I was going to talk about May Young. We can talk about that next week. I was going to talk a little bit about. Hold on. We got to interrupt. New Zero, Japan. Zero cool. Justin looks like he's about to enter his last year of college. 
Byron looks 40 and just got out of a bathtub filled with vodka. It's partially true. To all my friends. <laughs> I do drink a lot of vodka and I am almost 40. You do look like an extra from Barfly. But I will take that as an insult anyways. It's typical. Uh, I'm getting out of here. I'm going Zeus to bed because I just—I I really do have to work in like. This is when the chat hours. room starts talking to us, We're, right? When they know that I've got to go and you're full of shit. Why am well, I? Byron got a shit as Gene Vincent haircut. Byron, Byron thinks the chat room's been talking the whole time, by the way. But Byron thinks because he sees his name written down somewhere that now it's actually important. Alexis P says Lucha has eight camps. We're talking hard camps, ones that aren't handheld. I wasn't even talking about Lucha, by the way. I was talking about Impact, where he cut his whole promo on last week's episode facing the wrong way. Well, that's because the good fans were on the sides of the camera. That's where you build your crowd um, and your camera set It's a TV in a, show! In a shitty way, so he was into it, and he's working the crowd. But the aren't cameras where the crowds are and the camera operators they had it look at wwe the good sucked. crowd's always right behind you too at ecw the good crowd was always right behind you doesn't matter you face the fucking hard but well, you have a much stronger um production direction on on those shows on and if you WWE. turn around <laughs> well look, he worked there he should you know, know you know yeah he should know you're right he should he know. should know he should be telling their ad like hey bro i've been in this business for 16 years i'm not facing the hard cam what's up <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, why don't you why don't you move the ring? Why don't you move the ring or something? I'm fucking Johnny goddamn Survivor up here. Why you got me facing the wrong way? Yeah, like I hope he lit somebody up backstage after he saw that. The but the Impact show was a lot of fun. But yeah, you bring you bring up the camera stuff. Their camera setup was a little weird in that room. I think they should have different lenses, different cameras. Like their hard cam wasn't wide enough. I think no, it made the room feel tiny. And they did they didn't did they have a camera from the second floor? Nope. That was dumb. Hard cam. And they're two hard cam right. The two ringside operators, what I noticed ringside. Something if you're a camera operator, you could tell how someone's shooting just by watching them. And when someone has a camera and it's like pointed down and you look frustrated, you could tell they're not getting a good shot. That's not a wide. That's not I mean, typically when somebody points down, it's either a close up or a wide. And no, they're like when they're like this, that's not a wide. It's like pointed it's like pointed at like the ring mat and they're looking at what's going on and they're frustrated because they don't whatever. They That's need Brandon Bump Camp. They need they need to hire me because I'm here and I would do it for money. Go back and listen to our Brandon Bump Camp episode too. There's some fun inside stuff on uh different wrestling and some tough enough stuff and mm -hmm. some We should bring him on as the new Lucha Green. As the new Professor really? Bump Camp. I really like Steve Payne. I don't understand this whole mask thing. Steve's, Steve's a nice guy. I was going to get him on the show next week. Hey, if yeah, you we get him on the show. I wanted to buy some painted chairs from him. Well, look, <laughs> if we're talking Hoovy versus Steve Payne, I'm going to take Steve's side because Hoovy's into me for at least 65, 70 bucks. So I have to take Steve Payne's side. Now I love Steve Payne. Fuck uh, you, me. Here's <laughs> the thing I don't, I don't, none of them, neither of them owe me money. But I, I grew up watching Poovy matches, and so I just like him more. Well, then yeah, you buy me a shirt. That's, you already that's have a match shirt. $70 is oh. for like how cheaply he was paid to kill himself in ECW for your entertainment. There you go. True. All right. So um, any uh, of our, our guests and friends from Lucha Underground that were a part of episode 100, please make sure we have your addresses. I'm leaving all these damn T-shirts with Byron. 
Um, so it's on him now to get them to you in New York because I'm traveling around way too much to deal with it. Uh, these shirts, the 100th episode, these are the one of you shirts. is going to get one that Justin sleeps in tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm, these are the best. All right, I don't have anything else to say. So for I wanted, I want to say one thing. Um, we're hoping to get uh, the Lucha Chiefs together. Um, and you heard that Lucha Chiefs working on y'all. Yeah, so if you have questions for them or complaints, send no, them, Byron, send them to us. No, you you've already given them enough complaints <laughs> that you've gotten banned by one of them. Let's just have questions for them this time. You know what? I still show up and I still watch the show. So that places me higher than someone's number one like All right. Fan. Well, the attempt the attempt is that we're going to attempt sometime during or before or at right after Ultima Lucha to actually see if we can get Eric Van Wagen, Chris Roach, and Krista Joseph all on the same podcast at the same time. I don't know that anyone's done it before. I know that Roach and DJ have done stuff before. I know that DJ and EV Dub have done stuff before, but I don't think that all three of them have ever appeared together for any considerable amount of time on any podcast. I will say this. Um, my sleep cycle is messed up because I went to sleep um, be, living in New York. I went to and sleep he's just last trying to night. Keep me all up all night. After the sun went up, and, I'm and he not wants even to stay tired. up all night when I want to go to bed. So now. why don't we keep going? Do we have any more questions? Okay, no, you're in Trump my Trump. you're in my flat. Meef, do you have any have questions? You, have you killed any Trump shirt? Because I thought that's what you do, isn't it? New kill, kill the new Trump shirt. Tramps. Kill homeless people. Tramps. They homeless call people. they they call them tramps, tramps over there, oh, like Lady so, and the Tramp. That's so cute. But the tramp was a dog. Right. But I would see, not we don't kill call, the dog. We don't call him that here. He doesn't know that. He doesn't know much. He doesn't know mutts. Mutts. Af- Afro versus mask. That's what I know. <laughs> Afro versus mask. You had a good one tonight. We're going to leave it at that. Why do you ever get mad at me for making oh puns? Oh, God. Until next time, stay calm and stay in Pumps the mix. Thing.